I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Gentlemen. Howdy. What's up, man? How you? Oh, God, I gotta look what I'm doing. I'm pouring water in my garage. Um, ooh, my iPad's on. Sorry about that. Hold on one second. Rookie. So, yeah. John Barry. I have John Barry sitting with me here tonight. How you doing, buddy? I'm okay. I'm doing good. You are a unique friend because I have two friends in my life who have one name, not a first name, not a last name, only one, one name. One name. Uh, John Barry is, is, I'll call you John sometimes. Okay. But th- I think, does anybody ever really call you John? Uh, no, it's mostly just John Barry. Yeah. Tim Kelly is the other one. Yeah? Tim Kelly is not Tim. He, <laughs> most people call him Tim Kelly, just like you're called John Barry. Man, we, uh, fun catching up with you. Just the last, oh God, you got here, what, 30 minutes early? Yeah, something like that. I think that's making up for Nick Reyes being, what, 30 minutes late? So, Whoa. Yeah, he kept us waiting. Eh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's not a little feller. He can't keep track of time. <laughs> the clock's too high for him to see it. So, tick tock. Um, hey, he's th- taller than me, motherfucker. Take it easy. <laughs> So, yeah, you can't see the clock either. <laughs> um, it's been good catching up with you. It's yeah. been a little bit of fun. Uh, when's the last time I saw you out at the DZ? Oh, dude. I don't know. Oof. The last time I jumped, I jumped, was October. October in New York with Nico. With Nico. So you need a recurrency jump legally. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the D, isn't the D 30 years? Six months. Six months, okay. Six months. Six months. Yeah, super easy recurrency jump. You yeah. have some friends. I, yeah. think, I think you can talk somebody into going on that <laughs> right. recurrency jump with you. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. what's the D license recurrency jump? Oh, man, the C li- so any recurrency jump is you have to prove the qualifications of your license, which whatever your license checkout jump required mm-hmm. is would be the smartest thing to do. A, l- a lot of jumpers use something else. A lot of people use just the A check die for everybody. Um, I don't really care too much, but um, it's a C. It's oh god, I'd have to look it up right now. Three sixty, three sixty barrel roll, three sixty no three sixty barrel roll, three sixty barrel roll back loop barrel roll barrel roll. Back Does it matter what orientation I'm in? Nope. <laughs> Heath Richardson did his yeah. recurrency jump on his head with me. So I, I'm more impressed. That what did he do for the barrel roll? Did he car- do a cartwheel? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm okay with that. It, the book's nowhere to find what access you have to be on. Yeah. When I took Heath on his recurrency jump, a couple people admitted to me. We were like, well, what the hell are what's going on? Like, if you're doing it, we trust you that you're doing it. It must be right. But who the fuck is this guy DJ's letting do his recurrency right. jump on his head? With DJ. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we launched a two-way, or we launched head down. No contact. When we got out, we were going we to dock and flower. As soon as we got the dock, I popped over into a sit and broke. And then that was his cue. Nick's flown with me on my head, and he knows I don't belong on, on my head any longer than five, about five to ten seconds. Funny. You know, on the hill, the, I'm on my head fine. Yeah. And then I get off the hill, and I get scared. It's nothing else. Uh-huh. I get scared. I can, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can get some coaching from you. For LOL. Yeah. So how's life been, man? How's, how's tunnel life? That's where you've been. Oh, it's good. I've learned. I've learned in the first six months of me working for iFly, I learned more than I did flying, than I did in the 15 years of my skydiving. So in the tunnel, you, you've got 
a bung load of hours of standing in the wind. Oh, Lord. Yeah. How many hours do you think you have flying in the wind? I don't know. Probably like maybe two or three hundred hours. Really? Yeah. I, I would guess more, but two to three hundred hours is a hell of a lot of that's, hours. That's a lot. I have 120 some hours of free fall. I've lost track. Wow. And that took me 20 years to acquire. Yeah. Yeah. How many jumps do you have? How many hours in the tunnel? Two to three hundred flying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you doing in the tunnel now? How are you? I mean, I, I don't know any of your progression. Are well, you? um, right now I'm working on, well, Nico and I just got done with the U S national indoor skydiving competition. How'd that go? I, that's right. You went, how'd that go? Yeah. Nico and I took sixth place out of, I think there was, uh, I think like 12 or 13. Uh, Th- this two is in two way dynamic, right? No, two way VFS. Oh, two way VFS. Oh, yeah. okay. Nice. Yeah, and then we took sixth place. Mind you, uh, we hadn't flown together in nine months, and the first time we flew together in that nine months was when we stepped in the wind for the first round of the competition. So did they not have uh, speed checks? Oh, well, the speed check, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But yeah, well, just wanted to make sure. Check. Time out. What's a speed check? Or they just check check to see how fast you're flying, how okay. fast you want to fly. So you guys hop in there, fly together, say this is our speed, we're good. Yeah. Okay. And so they give you a minute to decide for the belly and back round and the head up, head down rounds. How quickly did you guys decide something like that? Oh, we already knew when we step. We already Nico and I already know what each of each of us are doing mm-hmm. before we even step in the wind. You know. Like, we're comfortable anywhere from, like, 92% all the way up to 97%. So we just kind of wing it. Okay. And you live in a tunnel. That's yeah. your job. Oh, yeah. So you, it's, you know that stuff. Yeah. Speed checks for a guy like me who goes, like, oh, I'm in a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. I'm going to beat up the wall. Funny. <laughs> Funny. Dude, I have kicked the wall's ass in Memorial. Oh. I have smoked it. Dude. Dude. Tell me about it. <laughs> I walked away one night. I'm positive with a concussion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely positive. Um, I don't remember much about it. Besides, no, <laughs> it was a it was a rough night. Um, trying to remember who was there when I walked out. They made comments to me like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Squeeze my hand and make sure I can squeeze back." Right. I, I welded to the wall. Um, yeah. Doing spin stops. Oh. And you've actually seen me in the tunnel. I'll spin around and uh-huh. move around, and I'm pretty good at spinning. And seeing the wall coming and dodging it, spinning and moving away from the wall. I've gotten decent at it. Well, that night I was off by about that far of missing the wall. And that's um, just enough. And dude, that wall. Whoo. Well, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, John, who who do you have one memory that stands out as the hardest you've seen someone run into that wall? Besides like a vacuum in, cleaner? Not not counting recorded things like in real life looking up at someone smashing into the glass? The the one that I saw the worst one I saw was David Hanley. Oh, you saw that one? Yeah. All right. That was brutal. I saw the footage from that. They, he, they, he smashed in. Brutal. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? I saw the video, yeah. yeah he, we awesome. were just, he was just about to be our fourth person on, uh, on our VFS team. Yeah. And then that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, thought, I thought I saw him at a VFS camp after that happened. That's where I'm. Uh, I think he was helping organize, like he was uh, walking stuff with yeah, yeah. Some, some people for us, and I think he was just helping people understand the dirt dives and understand the uh, the actual points, translating it from what was written on to paper to how it actually looks when you stand around. Yeah. So he was he was there for one of our camps, uh-huh. but 
we never once flew with him as a as a teammate. That's too bad. He's an awesome dude. I love David. Yeah, Hamlin. great, great guy. Super friendly for sure. Man, I love the VFS camps you guys did. I I took part of just two of them, but flying. I, I think you know what they did with yeah. Ether. Flying with the three guys was super awesome. You know, looking at Ben or not Ben. What's that guy's name? Jay, Jay or Tex or whoever. At moments, somebody would tell me something, but the right person would choose to say it. And dude, I uh, Tex speaks to me very easily. When Tex talks to me in the tunnel, when Tex talks to me in the briefing room, he just speaks a language that I understand really well. I understand yeah. him in a in a debrief really well. In the tunnel, I have a hard time seeing through that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> what is he saying? And I see the mustache moving. That means he needs me to do something different. I've got the same thing going on. Everything looks like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah and I'm talking to people, and all they all they see is. <laughs> that's it we didn't go over the dancing caterpillar hand sign what does that mean <laughs> i've been told by uh deaf people who read lips that you're hard to read because of a beard and i couldn't yeah. imagine having a mustache like yours or text yeah. where like i actually you can see i have a lip yeah i you just don't have one i just trained i don't know if you can see it i just trained mine now where you can kind of just barely see my lips but if i brushed my beard down it goes it'll touch all the way to the bottom of my bottom lip. So my my mustache uh-huh. will get long enough to go into my mouth and into my lip, and it dries me nuts. I eat hair every day. Yeah. Every day. So of Eating all the hair. things I trimmed in my beard over years, I've almost always kept a mustache line reasonable. So mm-hmm. you've, you've had a mustache for quite a long time. A yeah. long time. What's the most difficult part of being a mustached man? Uh, keeping it trained. Keeping it, keeping it like... He's pointing to the bottom it's line. So, it's so it is pretty. I know. It I, really is. Thank you. D- uh, eating a sandwich. How is it? Uh-uh. Okay. Soup. Things you, th- yeah. Things, <laughs> things you can't you eat. Can't. You can't eat grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, you can eat dry sandwiches, uh, mm-hmm. like ham and cheese, and that's a that's pretty much it. No soup. Anything that would, like, you probably Saucy could. Saucy Mexican. Yeah. You could probably get away with it if you brought a towel to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're a straw man when, yeah. you're, when you're drinking? <laughs> yes. Is there anything that you drink not out of a straw? Uh, Semen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were about to say well, the same thing. Well, let's see. We're, uh, we're 10 minutes in. First mention of semen. Nice job, guys. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, wasn't me? No. <laughs> I think you were about to actually say the exact same thing. Oh, though. yeah. That was, that was coming. I just was gauging. Gauging. <laughs> Funny. Man, it actually brings me really to an interesting conversation that I, I love I love knowing about you, semen. And I, I don't mean what you're thinking, Nick. You were a semen once upon a time. I, I was. Well, technically, I was a fireman. I was part of the But it, aren't control. in basic, you're called semen? No, it depends on what, de- what department okay. you're part of. So you have, even in basic, you have uh, airmen, you have firemen, you have... Uh, Seamen and they, they <laughs> how how did anyone ever come up with that in a serious way, dude? It gets let's just call them semen, <laughs> and like it must you know have been had, so, there's giggles, yeah. There's, no, it had to be someone really important that no one was willing to giggle at, yeah. Like, because like if anyone like is of a low rank came in and was like, hey, I think we should call, call these guys semen, ah! like, yeah, we'll call a fleet of them sperm, go fuck yourself, yeah. But right. it must have been like some general in charge, like. And you will all be known as semen. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, fuck, you just said semen. Great. And there's nothing we can yeah. do about it. <laughs> he walked back into That's his so office funny. and lost it. Yeah. I, I have a buddy who was a sailor, and he was a semen. Mm-hmm. And, dude, I'm not fucking kidding. His last name was Holder, and he said cool. basic was 
hell. I bet. Semen holders. Brutal. So you were a fireman. I was. So I was part of the uh, the engineering division. So I was I was a machinist mate. Uh, there's and as a machinist mate, there's even two divisions of this. The machinist mate when you're going into your school. So there's everything about the navy sounds gay. Yeah. They wear bell bottoms, semen. It is mate. Well, it's not the navy. It's the gavy. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. So the second class, I'm sorry. So there's there's the uh, sorry there's Brian. Tor- yeah, there's torpedo men. I love you, Brian. And sorry then, about my friends. Yes, I love you, Brian. You know that these homophobic, <laughs> prejudiced, <laughs> prejudice, prejudice, prejudice. Yo, Brian, how's it going, buddy? What are we doing later on? <laughs> All right, back to the navy. <laughs> so there's torpedo men, which is part of the weapons division department, and then there's machinist mate, and I was a machinist mate. So basically, anything that was non-nuclear that was mechanical uh the diesel which is 15 feet long by 10 feet tall uh, the cylinder <laughs> is the piston mm-hmm. with the cylinder is Jesus. this big around it's huge it's huge it's it jumps the reactor when we're starting yeah so neat little the tidbit. piston starts the nuclear reactor is what yeah. you're telling me well, well yeah. the diesel engine there's there's how many yeah it's it's like a v8 Okay. But there's, well, no, there's more than that. I can't remember. That was 10 years ago. Anyway, 12, 16, yeah. 20? So, uh, well, not that many. Okay. One million? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why have one million, one million. <laughs> when you can have um, 100,000? Uh, but they were huge, and that's what jump-started the reactor. Mm-hmm. That's what everything got everything started. Now, a little tidbit about uh, submarines, because I was on a submarine, is... Uh, a nuclear-powered submarine. We don't have any more diesel, diesel-powered submarines. And a diesel-powered submarine technically runs on battery. So they go to the surface, they run the diesel, charge the battery, and then shut the diesel off, and then submerge and run completely on battery. Now we don't have those anymore. We just dis- well, I say just. Uh, when I was getting out, they decommissioned the last diesel submarine. When when were you in the navy? Well, I got out. I who. I was 21 when I went in, and I was 25 when I got out. And uh, so 2008, I can't remember. 08, 09-ish? Yeah. Is that when you got out or when? Yeah, when I got out. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, but a diesel-powered submarine is quieter than a nuclear-powered submarine. How's that? Battery makes no noise, and the nuclear reactor actually makes just like this humming noise and underwater everything's loud yeah, yeah. i had a buddy who was a sonar tech oh whoa no and way. uh cool. ntc uh-huh uh he that's where he was at when i when i had first met him and then i had a buddy who was actually uh stationed at point loma which i think were you at point loma no i was in norfolk and then i was okay. up in kittery i was born in portsmouth whoa my dad was stationed in norfolk yeah so i could look across the water and see yeah. Portsmouth. I left when I was like two, oh. so I have zero memory. Of, I was gonna say yeah. you remember everything. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I just had to fill out my passport, and I had to remember where I was born. And uh, I, I actually have to think about those yeah. things. Yeah, wow, interesting, that, dude. I don't know how many military bases in our life we we had to bounce to. Submariner, man, it is one of the most fascinating uh, people to me as far as the Navy goes and yeah, the military cool. goes. Cause it's fun. A, it's a unique mindset to do what y'all do. And B, how long can that diesel sub stay underwater without having to come up to recharge? A long time. Well, uh, since it's nuclear, well, I don't know how long the diesel ones had to stay, but a nuclear-powered submarine can stay underwater for 30 years. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's crickets going on you in my head right now. You just said 30 fucking years? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, 30 years. 30 years. Three zero. Uh, what's wow. the longest stretch of time that you spent under the water? Uh, 72 days. 72 days without coming And up how big is the interior of a submarine? Uh, well, it's The a, one you were on. It's about a football field long. And how, how wide? Uh, it's about 30, 30, 30 feet wide. 30 feet wide, yeah. 30 feet tall? Uh, yeah, ish. How many decks? Do you call Three. them decks in submarines? Yeah, there's okay. upper, uh, mid, and lower. And are they like classified as this is typically... So middle is typically birthing. Uh, okay. And then uh, the upper deck is where you have like control. And in the movies, you see control is this big open area. And it's not like that. No. It's cramped. You have to like squeeze nut to butt, to, to, you know, by people. It's, it's compact. It's just, it's a clusterfuck. Did you go there and look through the periscope? Yeah, I did a couple times. It's pretty cool. Was there anything to see? No. <laughs> <laughs> you no. were like, look, it's yeah, fresh it was air. Super awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but didn't uh, see anything. They have to you have to turn the lights off in control uh when they're at periscope depth and they're looking through a periscope because the light will go in and the enemy will see Boom. where you are. Yeah. So is it red light in there or no light? No light. Well, the boat I was on, the Oklahoma City, they didn't have, they had red lights on all the indicators, so there was some light in there, but there wasn't like a red light. No, no ambient lighting of any type. Did it make you feel uncomfortable being on the Oklahoma City after the Oklahoma City bombing? Oh, I, no, I didn't even put <laughs> no, that together. That was the first thing I thought of when no, you said Oklahoma Nick, City. you no. sick weirdo. <laughs> no, I actually, I loved it. It was fun. Um, I'll never do it again. No ladies on the submarine, right? No. The reason there's not women on, and it's not because, like, prejudice and, or sexism or whatever. Rape. You want to have rape. But it's just that there's <laughs> no room for women to have a personal space. Because there's no room for space, period. There, everyone's hiding things in all different kinds of nooks and crannies. It's, it's a cramped environment. I've I've been on aircraft carriers working on uh, North Island. I've been on other ships because of buddies. And dude, a boat is tight as fuck. And yeah. I've heard a submarine is a third of that. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. You sleep on your closet in both environments. Yep. Yep. So yep. basically, the size of your bed, Nick. If you can't fit it underneath the size of your bed, that's about yay tall. It doesn't tall? come with you. Yeah, that's that's your living space. Yeah. In, in a boat, they usually also had a locker or two, with a cabinet, but they're lockers. Yeah, and there's two showers on the whole boat. On the whole, well, <laughs> for what? for for the enlisted, for the enlisted, there's a, there's two showers. And how many enlisted men on on a submarine? There, there's a crew of 160. <laughs> 160 people. Yeah. Two showers. Two showers. So the shower is running all day. Uh, no. A lot of the guys just don't shower. There was one guy on my boat that never showered, and I ended up having to share a rack with him. So you're you're hot, hot racking. racking, yeah, yeah. So you have two racks for three guys. Oh, you're spooning, yeah, for sure. Yes. So me and in the navy, yeah, dude, you are getting it. So, so <laughs> explain hot rack for a second because most people have no clue what you said by hot rack. So hot racking is uh, basically motorboating. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting as you're coming out of the rack from sleeping, somebody's coming in to sleep in it. What, how so how much overlap still. do you get? It's uh, hot. Ten minutes, maybe. But I'm, there's two racks, but w- there was one one time we went out to sea, and it was me and one of the guys from my division, Eric Wood. Um, him and I were sharing another with sharing with another guy who was notorious for being super stinky. 
Did Private Wood live up to his name? Yeah, he had a... <laughs> but uh, he, uh, we told this guy, said, hey, this rack is yours. You, we're not going to sleep in it. We're not going to do anything. You, you get a rack to yourself, and this is ours. He had a plan. Yeah. It was a strategy. Yeah, it, it worked. A solid good. move. Yeah, it worked great. But he smelled so bad. He didn't notice the smell. He didn't care about the smell, and he got his own rack. Yeah. I mean, that's solid. When, when lose, but... <laughs> Man, 72 days underwater. Yeah, it was crazy. Now, uh, that's we'd go to periscope depth, which is about 30 feet below underwater. You know, just just enough to peek the periscope out and then come down. We would go to periscope depth, but we never surfaced. So, which is crazy, which is neat. Uh, but uh, going up in the bridge once the submarine surfaces and the the sail is out of the water, that becomes the bridge, and the officer of the deck goes up into that, and you have to take all this rigging stuff up there, which is a pain. In the ass, and only the enlisted men in the auxiliary division, which I was a part of, did it. So it's lugging, you have to, it's these tiny little ladders that are about this wide, and you're climbing these ladders carrying 30 pounds worth of equipment that's awkward to carry in a hole that's this big. And you have to like Tetris these things through the holes wow. to get them up there. It's a crazy pain in the ass and then you have to tighten everything down and then you're good does anyone get claustrophobic in any of the spaces on the boat uh no i i never did of course i was always comfortable like like i'm a little spoon you know (laughs) you're a cuddler (laughs) yeah um but uh we had one guy freak out i can't remember what ended up happening but when we made port he got off but he, he he had a pretty bad freak out have you seen the movie mikhail's navy no. It's a submarine movie. I want to know if that was what it was like. So, um, Periscope Down with I, Kelly Kelsey Grammer? Yes. That is an accurate okay. description of what of what happens on a submarine. So, it's, it's, it's a weird crazy. question, but like I've talked to nurse friends and doctor friends, and I'm like, yo, so all the TV shows out there, ER, whatever, yeah. what's the mo- most realistic to your life? Scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the comedies, the sitcoms. They're actually based off real life. So yeah. why the fuck not? Yeah. They, they make the most sense. For sure. Um, what was I going to tell you? Uh, I'll come back to me later. A good your mom joke. Ooh, was it about I, the movie? About Periscope? No, Periscope it was... Uh, Kelsey Grammer? No, I can't remember. <laughs> Odd name for a gentleman. Yeah. What was the name of that show he was on? Frasier. Frasier, yeah. yeah. Frasier. He, was, he also was the played Frasier on, on Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. I was a huge Cheers fan growing up. I Seen a shitload of Cheers episodes. Favorite Cheers character? Uh, Norm. Who doesn't like Norm? Yeah. I hate Norm. Fuck you. You're not my friend anymore. <laughs> who was the guy? Who was the mailman? What was his name? Cliff Clavin. Cliff Clavin. He Strange works for fact. Pix- <laughs> he works for Pixar. Doing he, what? Voices? He, yeah. Yeah. Mate. He was the uh, the pig in Toy Story. And he's been in pretty much every... He's been in a lot toy. of things. Yeah. He's got a great voice. I mean, you listen to the Cliff Clavin voice, and Cliff Clavin was a character that went well partially because of his voice, yeah. his presence with his tone. Absolutely great, dude. We were talking about old TV shows at the drop zone the other day. I, I did a laugh in front of Katie Van Lowe, <laughs> which, um, you ever watch Welcome Back, Kata? Now we're aging things a lot. No. No, it's it's an old TV show. No. 
So I, it's the, it's the shit I grew up on, man. I'm not even gonna go to. How old are you, DJ? I'm 43. Oh, okay. So okay. you know, Welcome Back Kata is not my. And it's K O T T E R. I'm not trying to sound like you know yeah. from a new. It's Kata. Welcome Back Kata. Uh huh. Um, it's it's before my age to a point, but reruns yeah. run so many years later. I mean. So we still see that with our day. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of... Uh, dude, I've watched every episode of MASH I don't know how many times now. Uh-huh. Like, I've actually had buddies have the box set, and I'll watch them all on purpose. Cool. Suicide is, is painless. <laughs> the MASH theme song is actually named Suicide is Painless. Whoa. Very depressing lyrics. Yes. <laughs> Brings on many changes. I did not know that. I can take on heaven if I please. Yeah. That's that's the line. When you're listening, you're whistling along to, to MASH in the morning. Wow. Just talking about you're so miserable, you can kill yourself if if you want to that's yeah. the song well there you have it everyone <laughs> yeah i actually uh i had some buddies or, or met through some buddies a, a band called wonka bar which pretty obvious name where uh-huh. they got that from and they would play in bars in pacific beach in san diego and we go see them play all the time and they sang the first time they started playing this mash theme song i was like this is dope <laughs> cool. and they started singing the words and i'm like i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm sad now yeah, that's where i learned and when they play it they play it very much like if you listen to the real song it doesn't have quite the tune quite the tone the mash theme song has but uh, if you, it, they played it with a mash tone, which to me is just a little bit more like, mm. than, than the real version. Yeah. And dude, I just wanted to kill myself in the <laughs> middle of a bar in Pacific Beach. <laughs> John Barry, favorite mash character. I don't, I don't know. I haven't watched any mash. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah, we talked about mash and I'm just smiling. Oh. Over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I watch a lot of old TV shows. That's what we've learned. I'm old. I'm sorry. No, dude, I lo- I'm 12 years younger than you. Thank God. And you love mash. Love mash. Man. Favorite, you know what? You, favorite I mash TV character then. Uh, I really like Hawkeye Pierce. Honeycut, dude. Just BJ Honeycut. It's an odd, odd throw off there. Okay. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Is it on Netflix? Uh, it might be. It's uh, on some streaming service. I'm yeah, pretty sure. You, can, so, you yeah. can find it. I'm you know who Honeycut is? I'm about to watch it. Yeah, his, his buddy, right? His, yeah. other, his other half. The replacement of Trapper. See, I remember That's Trapper's a- name, but I can't pick out his face. Trapper was rest. his first roommate. So it was Trapper, Frank Burns, and I got some good Frank Burns story for you later on. You're going to love it. So you know Frank Burns well? Yeah, Fairface. and uh, what's the... Oh, Hot Houlihan. Lips. What's yeah, her? Houlihan. <laughs> Margaret yeah. Houlihan. Is that, yeah, army? Right. Is that Army? Yeah. Uh, they're all in the... It's like a... The Korean conflict. Okay. The Korean War. Okay. And, yeah, okay. Okay. And the show is a little bit controversial because it is it is mocking Vietnam more than it is anything else. Oh, okay. And if you read a little bit about the history and the controversy of, of the TV show Mash, there's a lot of questions and, or people accusing because, like my parents would say, Kiss is night and Satan's service. You shouldn't listen to Kiss. They're evil. They're the huh. devil. Um, I'm not saying my parents would say that. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, they actually never did. The churches we grew up in, I actually heard people in my churches say, night and Satan's service. That's what Kiss stands for. And you shouldn't be listening to them. I'm like, they play some pretty cool music, bro. Have you heard it? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's where I was at. See, no. and then we got Christian Rock. Dude, it's such a fucking hypocrite, man. That's it's, it's hypocrisy. See, we yeah. should have just said, yeah, these people worship the devil. Stay what, away from this good music. What did so, Hank Hill say about Christian rock? You're, you're not, you're not making Christianity better. You're making rock and roll worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you, Hank Hill. So the weird part, I've, I've told you a little bit about the churches I grew up in. Christian rock was just as bad as not, as Kiss. It's just rock in disguise. They're using rock. The music will make you swing your hips and gyrate, and then you'll have sex. Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> clever <laughs> devil. That sounds The devil is so time. smart. Yeah. yeah. Like Jeopardy smart. Dude, yeah. my penis makes me have sex. That's pretty much where it comes from. It's in charge when women walk in the room. Yeah. Hi, Valerie. I love you. I hope you're listening. I'm only talking about you right now. <laughs> I've got enough blood, in this bo- uh, enough blood in this body to fill one head at a time. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> I've never heard right. it said that way. <laughs> so you don't watch MASH. Let's talk about something that you... <laughs> you know, I don't really watch TV. I try not to watch TV. Now, I, we, Kristen and I did watch uh, binge watch Stranger Things. I haven't Whoa. seen a bit of it. Yeah, Whoa. Have, every time someone brings up Stranger Whoa. Things, I think of the, the the show Strange Addictions. And then I have to remind myself, that's not the same thing. Yeah. So remind me again, what's Stranger Things? Stranger Things, it's about this little girl. It's fiction, uh, right? It's fiction. Okay. She has like powers. I'm going to put these in quotation marks because she technically does. She uses her brain power. I don't know. Um, but Can she walk on water? She can levitate things. Can and, she resurrect the dead? No. Man, I was just making sure crushing. she wasn't Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, it's she escapes this laboratory and these kids try to help her. And then there's like this other dimension. I don't know. I don't want to spoil too much. I'm of not it. gonna watch it. Watch and it. I don't care about what other. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's but so there good. are people who are listening. Yeah. Who you might. Yeah. So, see, I don't care about them either. So, I need what's to... the biggest spoiler you can give me about the whole show? Ruin it right now. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm shy. So I, I, I got it. There's a class. Would you classify? I saw this guy. Okasa. Would you classify it more of like a, a thriller horror style TV show? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the music. Is so good. See, I can't do thriller and horror movies. Oh man, um, for it's the, not like scary. No, there's not like horror scary, but it's a little bit of thriller. I don't know. Winona Ryder's in it. She looks yeah. great, by the way. Okay, I'm in. Whoa. It. So the horror parts don't always scare me. That and there's a lot of times I watch a horror movie and I'm just it's so unrealistic in yeah. my mind that it doesn't scare me. It just does nothing for me. Every now and then, Event Horizon. Whoa. I watched that when I was a little boy. Scared me so bad. I watched it as a grown ass man, and no shit. At one point in the movie theater, I found my feet like up on the yeah. chair, worried Holy about something. Smokes. You know, when they were in the ship and shit was just dead. Yeah. Oh my god! I found. I didn't realize it. I found my feet on the, up on my chair, mm-hmm. holding onto my legs, and went. I'm not just sitting comfortably. I'm scared right yeah, now, dude. That was a good one. That was a good one. That one. That one scared me real bad. Yeah. The first horror movie I ever watched was uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. As a child. Yes. Oh, dude. I say horror movies don't really scare me. Nope. I fucking lied right there, yeah. man. I was so scared of the TV for like two that was, months. That's Steven Spielberg, right? Steven Spielberg did Poltergeist. I have no clue. Did he? Seems like that's probably the right time frame. I think so. You Only know, if you had a magic box right well, in front of you, yeah. Mr. P. <laughs> he he's, was already on it. He's Ooh. got a new movie coming Directed. out that he's. I don't know if he's doing, but uh, Ready Player One. Okay, I've heard of that. Have you the book? It's based on a book written in 2011 by Ernest Klein. Tell me more about this. Uh, so basically, uh, I don't know this guy, Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper. I thought Steven Spielberg had something to do with. Pull up the uh, IMDb credits on and see if you can find Spielberg's yeah. name in it. Um, but, Maybe he uh, was the writer. Oh, there you go. Did Spielberg? So, anyways, oh, you're saying so, uh, Steven Spielberg uncredited. Yep. Ah, writer Steven Spielberg screenplay. There's where you're getting it from. It is yeah, a Steven right, Spielberg right. movie. But uh, Ready Player One takes place. Uh, Craig Nelson was in fucking Poltergeist. That's Coach. Remember the TV show? Coach? Oh yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the first and second one, I think so. I dude, I, I was a kid. I watched Poltergeist. Yeah. Never watch it again because I'm traumatized. That movie. I loved it. I loved it. I watched it in like fourth grade, dude. I'm I'm still scared of my TV. It. I watched it as a little boy with, uh, 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 Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah. As Pennywise. Holy smokes! I couldn't shower. I had a hard time showering. I thought. I thought. <laughs> It was going to open the... There was that scene in the shower where it opens the drain in the floor. 
I was terrified. I was like, that's going to happen right now while I'm showering. I'm was it one kill. of the Gremlins movies when <sighs> there was one of them living in the toilet? I don't came know. Came out of the toilet? With with the hair cap on and a little brush. Yeah. I don't know if that was in the toilet, but I remember seeing that bath looking scene. God. What a cool, funny movie. No, oh, it was so bad. It was terrible. It's, it's a horrible movie. It's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so bad. It's funny. Like dad jokes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that shit was scary at the time. When, I, when you were a little kid seeing stuff, I was scared. I was, I was a teenager and I was just like, uh, I, I, I think I was playing macho teenager. Didn't scare uh-huh. me as much. Um, <laughs> oh, that wasn't scary at all. <laughs> no, bro, dude, it's a green monster. It was pretty cool. Don't get him wet. Watch for the sunshine. Um, horror movie. What's your what's your horror movie you that's know, got you? I, I really don't watch many horror movies, and I just uh, <laughs> it was like there was after Fight Club came out and the whole split personality thing happened. It was such a crazy shocker that movie, yeah. and then the fifty other goddamn movies that ripped that off. That really spoiled a lot of those movies uh-huh. for me because I just kept thinking like, all right, who's got the fucking split personality? And half <laughs> the time it happened. But the the last <laughs> the last horror movie I really remember watching was one of the Halloween movies that came out. It was one of the newer ones, and I, when I say newer, it's within the last ten years. And uh, he just kept killing people, and I was like, man, that girl is so pretty. Why? Why does they they always kill the hot people? chicks and the yeah. black dudes? Yeah. So I just didn't like <laughs> they it. They do. And so I, I just, I'm not a horror movie guy. I don't, I don't really enjoy it. It's not that I like that. It really scares me. It's just mm. not. I just it doesn't entertain. Yeah. You. I just don't I have, connect with it. It's, I have a yeah. hard time with like the Halloween movies. It's like. When they're running, they're always tripping on something. There's nothing there. They're Why the most did you trip? Awkward running what people in the world. Like, I'm a terrible runner, and I don't <laughs> fall running. No. <laughs> Bitches be tripping. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Jeez. Golly. Dude, I, so you know they keep putting dad jokes on Facebook, like dad yeah, joke the, wars. The, 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 the dad joke popular. challenges, yeah. yeah it's Dude, fucking great. Somebody just did a one. Somebody just posted one. Uh, Andy is his name. Uh, one of uh, Ira's cousins, nephews, whatever. They're all related. Yeah. Um, it was called Dab Jokes, D-A-B, oh. and this old dude called Honest Andy took a big old uh, hit off a of, off a of, off a dab rig, uh-huh. and so did this other dude, and they started just telling like dirty, perverted. Oh, funny. That's it right there, Mister P. Whoa, that first one, dude. And so I just heard some of the best perverted dad jokes ever, man. Cool. You, you, this is uh, it's it's bad, cool. stupid. If you like stupid comedy, I watched a video recently of. It was these three old guys that had never smoked weed before, smoke weed for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I saw was that with some old ladies not too super long ago. Funny. Yeah, funny. I'd like to funny. see that. That would be yeah. entertaining. Super funny. So, Steven Spielberg. I don't or Stephen King. There's a movie that just came out. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know much about it yet. I'm super interested. Uh, Dark Tower, maybe. Oh yeah, the Dark Tower. I haven't read the books. Uh, Is that Cri- King? Yeah, okay. Critter Rock. Critter. Critter. Critter Weiss was talking about, and I, I bought the book with the plan. Well, book. Well, I bought the first one, but planning to read it because Critter wouldn't stop talking about how awesome it was, and so uh, I never read it. And that's my story. And that's cool that's story, him. John. Yeah, totally. Do you have time to tell it again? Yeah, if you want. I could. <laughs> so you, so have you seen? Are you going to watch the movie? Are you interested yeah, in the movie? At all? I'd like to. I'd like to try to read the books first. Uh, before I before I go watch the movie. Now the guy, the main character in the movie, I really like him. That black guy, I really I can't. Not Samuel Jackson. No. Yeah, uh, the other black guy. Yeah, but he was in Pacific Rim, Arrow which was a, a great movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I totally. I don't. 
Morgan Morgan Freeman is, Morgan, is that who you're talking about? No, 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 no. I'm talking. Are you, are you trying to list black two. actors right now? Because <laughs> yeah, this is going to get really oddly <laughs> racist. Jamie really Fox, fast. right there, dude. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie I liked Jamie Fox playing Ray? Electro in oh. uh, the uh, Spider-Man movie. The second, the the fourth, second, third. Fifth, Just keep throwing numbers out know. there, yo. It was one because there <laughs> one was the one with Tobey Maguire. There was one through three with Tobey Maguire, and then they redid them with that one kid that was like super dorky with Emma Stone. Uh, Isn't that the same kid they're using now? No, it's a different kid. By the way, Spider-Man: Homecoming was Denzel legit. Washington. <laughs> Is that who you're talking about? <laughs> I, I, no. <laughs> Nick Kevin, gonna wake, he's no. going to wake up in the morning the, to, at four in the Kevin morning Craig and screaming is, up going, <laughs> Morgan Freeman! <laughs> no, Kevin Craig commented Denzel. And I'm like, okay, maybe the, I'm just trying to yeah. put a face no, to the story. Oh, no. Kevin Craig has actually been a really go-to guy for answers. Yeah, for usually yeah. he's good. That's why I trust are we, him. Are we still talking, God about, damn it, Kevin. Are we still talking about the Dark Tower? I have <laughs> no <laughs> fucking idea. Name came up here for? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, dude, there's actually people who listen to this drivel and listen to our bullshit and actually answer. And Kevin yeah. is... The, Kevin's super cool dude. Funny. Um, him and his wife started jumping. Oh, in the last year. Um, yeah, he's a skydiver. You wouldn't know him. You, oh, wait, ho, ho, is his wife need, Nicole? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I coached her. I did some coaching. Dude, for her. she's oh, a nice. sweetheart. Yeah, she's totally. got bad taste in men, but she is the LOL. bomb, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went out and did. Some you know what I love? Can I just tell was... you that I love that you say LOL. Because <laughs> really? I, I don't gate. Am I really? <laughs> you yeah. You just snuck one in there. It. It's fucking great. <laughs> so there's a there's a video or there's a folder on the video That's computer that has just a bunch of bloopers in it. Just a bunch of shit gone wrong. I gotta watch this shit. And there's a lot of just funny moments. So one of my favorites with John Barry, he has a really hard opening, and he makes the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He makes exactly that sound. It's fucking great. But then uh, <laughs> the tandem student lands. And it's like a no wind day, and I think the canopy just comes on, comes down on John's head, and like he it just it's doesn't even address this tandem student, doesn't say anything, just says LOL. <laughs> do you know who? Do you know who else goes LOL randomly? Tell me the female funny. John Barry. Who's that? Oh, you know who the female John Barry is. Katie Van or Katie P. Oh, oh Katie yeah, P. Okay. dude, she is she, the female John Barry. She uh, she taught John Wiggins, who I work with up at the Woodland. She taught him how to skydive. She introduced to yeah. him. We we met recently. Yeah, John yeah. Wiggins is cool. I like John. He's a super super nice yeah. dude. Um, he was out the DZ today, I believe. Nice. He actually held the door open for me nice. and, and greeted me. Super super nice yeah. guy. Well, only one of the two of John Barry and KDP have licked me on the mouth. I'll let you guess which one. Me! <laughs> How come every single man who enters this room has kissed, kissed Nick Locke? Oh, look at those lips! It, it was definitely more than a kiss for me and John Barry. I remember we were sitting at BJ's. Uh-huh. And I, I may have even told the story on the podcast. Oh, I don't think you have. Yeah, I, I want to hear this. I don't remember do. what I was eating that had gratuitous amounts of ketchup on it. Oh. But I was like, oh, I have ketchup on my lips. And John Barry grabs my whole face <laughs> and just sideways licks all the way across my lips. I remember that. And remember man, that. it just stopped me dead in my <laughs> like I didn't I wasn't offended. I wasn't I was just in shock and awe. That's awesome. And it was just a beautiful moment. I yes. had to just stop everything I was doing to fully yes. appreciate that moment. Yes. Beautiful. So we've kissed a lot of the same guys. I can honestly not make too much fun <laughs> of We've you. kissed a lot of the same guys. Yeah. That's an odd Listen, statement to fun. have from an adult man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but JP has been really uh, proudly telling a story recently that he watched you lose at Gay Chicken. He did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so how's this, this go? This is in Dallas. Uh, I think I'm beat 
I think I beat Brian Menard one time at Gay <laughs> Dude, everybody. Be- no, Brian, Brian Menard sucks at Gay Chicken. Yeah, he's oh. not good at he it. He thinks well, it's great. not fair. Now, now I don't. Now sorry, I feel sorry like, to take that away yeah. from you. <laughs> but <laughs> we were sitting in Dallas and uh, on the step. I think we were on the steps at uh, Ken Stone's bottom of the steps in Dallas, down from his office. And I don't remember what we were even talking about. But he grabbed my hand and stuck my finger in his mouth. Yeah. And I just fully lost it. I was like, oh, man, come on. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. It sounds like he did it slow motion. Like, he grabbed your hand. This is is sort of her story. Held on to it for a second. You just kind of went like, yeah, I'm just going to ignore this. And he slowly brought it in. And you went like, what the fuck's going (laughs) on? I'm pretty sure I felt the inside of his mouth. Pretty sure. JP's story says your finger was absolutely inside his mouth. No, I'm pretty sure it 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 was wet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the (laughs) feeling of wet mouth was like god <laughs> hey, my dick move what are you doing oh, man oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> john john is another person who i've i've <laughs> absolutely stolen your pornography noises that you make oh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> mm, yeah. that is something that i will fully give you credit for but i do that shit dude you yes. made my dick move I'm <laughs> yeah, that one, bro. yeah you don't know yeah. Oh God! It just it didn't. <laughs> I've, I've been. I've recently. Well, I don't know if recently, but for a oh, while now, I've been going. Oh, baby, hungry, <laughs> baby, <laughs> hungry. And where did you steal this? Uh, Brayden. Brayden Smith. Brayden came up with baby's hungry. Yeah. I feel. I feel like that's a comedian's bit. Like I don't know. Oh, Brayden steals everything. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, for sure. But but, uh, <laughs> but I feel like I've heard that on on somebody's oh, stand up. Baby's hungry. Baby's hungry. Yeah, fuck. What is that from? I'm gonna figure out what that's from. Yeah, baby, <laughs> man. And Nick goes to work. <laughs> yeah, Nick goes to work. Uh, man, it makes me think swingers had. <laughs> Googling right now. Oh, dude. Google baby's hungry. Yeah. That's it. Um, there's a bit in After Hours, hung hangover. I'm not even gonna try to read it, man. No. I got to pay attention to that. So one of the things he mentioned, you randomly say LOL, yeah. and I don't speak in abbreviations. I don't typically use abbreviations. So you online. just say. Laugh out loud. No, I'd say <laughs> uh, if I want to laugh at something online, I type ha 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 with H's because oh. I'm not, you know, some of our friends use J's. Yeah, every time I see that, and when you guys post it, I just hear the yeah. ja 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 ja. Um, but as a gamer, we use those acronyms all the time. Yeah, like have you when we're in chat, BRB, yeah. Valerie makes fun of me. I'm like AFK, and, I, yeah. and I'll get it's you can't interrupt the flow of a game, especially like in a raid. Mm-hmm. Dude, you no, play. Sure. Uh, I, I got to get back to this. I'm sorry, guys. You're going to listen to a couple nerds I'm talk okay about that. Destiny, but uh, that, this is it. about us right here. Yeah. So you played Wrath of the Machine. Yes. What did you think? I liked it. Uh, I liked the layout of the. What What I particularly liked was the, the uh, the mechanics of the raid. That's the it, the mechanics were the bomb. Yeah. That that really is what it's like. There was a lot you had to do. To do, to do what you needed to do. You Isn't couldn't waste time. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, arc left. Yeah. Solar right. It, yeah. You could say it once or twice max. If you said it more than that, you wasted. Yeah. You, you wasted words. There was a lot going on. It was great. I loved it, dude. Wrath. So, in in order, how would you rank the raids? Ah, uh, so so timeout. We're talking about the video game Destiny. And yeah. Nick, did you hear they actually coming out with a <laughs> sequel for Destiny? Yeah, Destiny's Child. But <laughs> that's a, and actually coming back. Whee! He told me that joke, and I and of all the Destiny nerd friends I have, and I've got some big Destiny nerd friends, um, I, I've never heard that joke until I, I interrupted him like I was going to say something important. 
Yeah. And I said, is it true that they're calling the new Destiny <laughs> Destiny's Child? <laughs> and Just I, expecting no one to enjoy my stupid fucking joke. And it because, worked. Yeah. 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 Cool. Dude, it I happened. told it to Destiny fans and they giggle. They, yeah. Everybody I've told it to who plays Destiny loves it. It's like, that's awesome. <laughs> You've been in chat with us, bro. <laughs> You've been in chat with you us, bro. what's up. So back to it, man. Rank, rank the raids. Um, so And consider you know they're all 390 now, right? Oh, I didn't know There's that. There's a hard mode for everything. Interesting. Interesting. I like, we'll I talk like about Vault that of Glass. Vag, 100% the best yeah, one. For we sure. called it VAG instead yeah. of VOG. Yeah, so Vault of Glass was great. Um, I really enjoyed um, the Taken King. Oryx. Oryx. I really Dude, liked that the one. the in-boss mechanics were the best as far as that raid. Yeah. <coughs> Oryx. I enjoyed the entire raid, zero, zero doubt about it. Um, Oryx is one of the right uh, Oryx and Crota. My my. I didn't play Crota. My group went into blind. We tried to go as far as we could oh, blind, and we actually did pretty good. Yeah, like we went in with the intent. Now, Wrath of the Machine. I actually procrastinated starting to get a better game duration mm-hmm. to last longer. And when I went into Wrath of the Machine, it was me and a homie Joe, uh, first time each, and the rest of the guys in the raid. They played it like easily bunches of times. Wow. So we both watched a video caught up to the base mechanics so when we got in we didn't hold the group back too much yeah at this point we were like we don't care we just want to get the we want to get loot that's yeah. we're, we're yeah, in yeah, the yeah. roles dude they they made every single raid 390 you know how uh wrath of the machine and oryx had challenge modes and mm-hmm. if you do it in a certain way you got mm-hmm. special drops yeah vault of glass has challenge modes cool i uh, like the vault of glass gear it's, too it's the, the best one cool. dude templar so you know how they got rid of exotic primaries with burn or no, excuse me, they got rid of legendary primaries with burn. Okay. Um, exotic primaries still barely ever have burn. Yeah. Vault of Glass challenge mode, beat the Templar. Without, and I'm sorry, guys, Nick, I know you're probably bored to death yeah. of this. I'm word. fucking dying right now. <laughs> I was just sitting here wondering to myself, like, is this how boring the podcast always is when we're talking about skydiving? Is it this bad? Because this is unwatchable. Funny. So, it, good. I, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but I, I, dude, I wore a Destiny shirt for this guy. Yeah, yeah I get it. I, I get it, it. But I was just honestly wondering, like, God, is this what <laughs> it sounds like all the time? Yeah. Yeah. They hate us. It's, no, I, I, I'm sure there's got to be at least two two people who, uh, who've left person. us now. Yeah, no, like five. It just dropped another number. Funny. So uh, you you've you've had to beat the Templar. Have you ever beat the Templar without teleporting? Block the Templar. No, dude. Imagine blocking the Templar in hard mode because three ninety is hard mode. So you cannot let the Templar move, and you're in hard mode, and you've got to control it. And all the hidey holes and the Spirit mm-hmm. Bloom uh, cave, and I don't know if you know, I can climb out of the Templar well. All the way back up to the cliff that you that Whoa. you look down on. It's super easy. Those two towers in the middle, super easy to climb up those. But huh. in the, in the new hard mode, they blocked it all. Oh. It is super fucking ridiculous. Um, you get a good group who knows their mechanics, you can do it. Yeah. But it drops exotic uh, Atheon's epilogue, exotic VOC, exotic Whoa. last word, not last word. Um, what's the hand cannon? The the arc hand cannon, Fate I- Bringer. Fatebringer? Dude, it was a fucking dope hand cannon. It was the boss weapon at the time. Wait, that was arc. Arc. It was an arc. It was an arc uh, hand cannon, fate bringer. You look lost. Well, I thought that I thought the uh, Zalo supercell was the only because, elemental primary. Uh, remember, VOG had elemental primaries. Uh, the, oh, the VOC. I guess I never got any of them. I didn't see any of them. The Vision of Confluence was a solar primary. Oh. The it was a scout rifle. The Atheon's epilogue was a auto rifle. Yeah. Uh, uh, void. 
and Fatebringer was hand cannon. Arc. Okay, man, I can't tell you how many times I I ran with this the Supercell Zavo Supercell. Dude, it's one of my favorites. I, I love it, man. I also play Lightning Fingers. I am a warlock mm, nerd, Titan. dude. Titan for sure, dude. <laughs> Masterclass, bro. Masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, dude, the Atheon challenge. Mm-hmm. There's only six oracles in the teleport. You know, you teleport to future or past or Venus or Mars or yeah. desert. Yeah. There is only six oracles where you teleport in. But the challenge mode <coughs> is every oracle has to be killed by a different fire team member. No way. So the first three guys teleport in and the two non-relic bearers kill their their uh, oracles and leave. The two guys outside come in and take the oracles. And when the two guys who come out come in, the third guy goes in and you've got to shield smash one yourself. Brutal. You have to be assigned. I'm taking one. I'm taking two. If we teleport, because you don't know who teleports, so yeah. you have to. You know that whole mechanic of Wrath of the Machine boss mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. The mechanic of uh, there wasn't the verbal communication mechanic, but the understanding of where to go and where to be was yeah. hugely important. Wow. Super fun, man. Man. So, John Thanks Barry, tell me what it's like being married. Destiny Two. Are you getting it? God, yes, shut I'm, the I'm fuck up. No I've, one gives a I've shit. Got it pre-ordered. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. You should have played the beta. So what's it like being married, John Barry? <laughs> I like it. I'm enjoying it. It's weird still. Like, I'm still... It's not, like, bad weird, but it's, like, surreal. Is it weird to call your wife? Yeah, to be honest with you. I, I'll catch myself. I'll be watching her, and I'll go... People told my, you to interrupt us. You're my wife. You're my wife. I don't know. It's just... It's weird. It's, it's, it's a good weird. How long have you been married now? Uh, February 23rd, February. You know what I really enjoyed? Uh, four months, four and a half months. God, your wedding was so much fun. Dude, I want to do it again. I'm sorry we did not make it. That's okay. Yeah. You got a, is that a metal or a silicone ring? Silicone. Don't worry. No one noticed that you weren't there because everyone was watching me bust a move on the dance floor. Actually, everybody noticed I wasn't there and they were happy that I wasn't. (laughs) Let's be real. LOL. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's living off of it. So when I first wore, I'm not a jewelry fan. I don't wear jewelry. When I first wore a wedding ring, like, how did it feel on your hand? It's a very light piece of silicone. Yeah. But did your hand get heavy all of a sudden? Well, so I, uh, yes, it did. But I catch myself playing with it mostly. But I wear a size smaller than, I noticed how when you you can pull yours out pretty far. Oh, dude, this thing's old as hell. Okay. See, I I wear a size smaller. Let me see that thing. Part of it also might be, is this, uh, this is Quelo, isn't it? Q-A-L-O. I don't know. Kristen got it for me. Yeah. No, this is not. I think part of it is, is a different name brand that but makes it less snappy. You can see, you can see in the, uh, you can see on my finger where it's just kind of dug in a little bit. But I wear a size smaller. Josh Ruiz, 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 Ruiz. I don't know. Ruiz? Ruiz, yeah. Is that right? R-U-I-Z, Ruiz. Yeah, I Ruiz. can see the, the, his name in my brain. I just yeah. haven't heard his last name pronounced. Yeah, anyways, uh, he was telling me about it because <clears throat> when when I told him that I was getting married, because when I was like, hey, I'm getting married, he was like, I got married three weeks ago. And I was like, whoa, and we started talking about rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I got married, and then we were talking about rings, and he said, when you get a silicone ring, because at the time I was still wearing my metal one, yeah. my gold one, uh, and I was wearing a glove at work, uh, he was telling me to get a size smaller because taking your gloves on and off, you'll just wear out the ring and it'll just come off. And he says, I can't tell you how many times I've had 
my silicone one come off in my glove and I have to go dig for it. It was madly in glove. Yeah. yeah. This one was actually snug on me when I first got it. It's that worn out. Yeah. A guy, uh, so I, I won't wear a wedding ring while I'm skydiving. Uh, the, the medals I have for my wedding bands, if your hand gets crushed or swollen, they have to cut it off. Yeah. And there's yeah. not what, every... What, what medal? What medal? I do don't remember the name of the medal. Yeah. I remember the it's jewelry the industrial, shop. industrial steel. Saying that you have tungsten? to have a special tool. Is to, tungsten is one of them. Yeah. And another they have one's... a bunch an, of different kinds. Yeah, another one's another medal, but they say you've got to have a special tool and not every ambulance and not every rig will carry that tool yeah. to cut the ring. Yeah, I think That's tungsten what, and titanium are the two most popular yeah that's why that I, aren't. I opted for rose gold so it's like it's, oh you fancy huh? i know it's cop yeah. it's copper infused so it's like a rosy color it's really pretty yeah. and i like i it. don't like i like silver or black i i had my finger cut as a kid i used to wear a mercedes benz nugget gold ring cool not joking yes. when i was awesome. in high school yeah yeah nah, you know i, I uh for <laughs> us by us i wore it just uh-huh. saying man, just just being there man Funny. and we were trying to as, as kids we wanted to dunk a basketball i played basketball a lot and i got to the point where i could palm a, a palm-sized basketball not a full size and i could dunk a palm-sized basketball yeah. well learning to get there the goal was to just grab rim and the first day i tried i was oh. able to actually do that yeah oh. the night the ring cut into my finger and it didn't go horribly deep but deep enough that i still have a light scar on my finger where it happened so i stopped i would never wear a ring again yeah. that was the last time i wore a ring jeez um and then i won't jump with one and i won't work on cars with one and clay harrison not clay harrison clay johnson um is a, a newer jumper and he told me about these yeah and dude i for the first time in my life, I actually think I have a tan line where my wedding band goes because yeah. I just don't wear them otherwise. Yeah, I like I, honestly to be honest with you, I like wearing it. Yeah, I um, you know, uh, for me, I love wearing it because every time I touch it, I think of Valerie. Yeah, I, I really do, man. I'm gonna be, a, I'm getting brownie points right now. Yeah, bro. totally. I love you, baby. Doll. Kristen, I miss you. <laughs> I love you, Valerie. I love you so much. <laughs> I can't wait to. Um, but no, when, when I sit there and I fidget with it, I think of her. Yeah, <laughs> he's brushing yeah. his mustache I've been doing with this the microphone the whole time. The whole time. Oh, we're, we might be soulmates. Oh my yeah. god, it's nice. I don't know if you've ever uh, ca- caught this on an episode, but I. Snuggle. Routinely make nose love to my pop yeah. filter here. Yeah, I saw that when you when you're doing that. Super w- intimate with Raiden. Ooh, look at there it is right there. Oh. Hey, look, I'm doing it on the TV. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't do hey, it with Raiden. He does this all the, all time. the time. Yeah, it it's took just, me a while to figure <laughs> it out. Yeah, he started catching me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at one point I was like. Are you giving Eskimo kisses to the pop? Yeah, it's nice. It feels so good. Nick, I do need to ask you a technical question. Please. I'm about to replace that microphone. Okay. Um, That microphone belongs to a friend of mine, and I need to get all their audio equipment back to them. Uh, Can I make love to it first? Um, Absolutely. (sighs) Now, this mic right here, these ATs, are Uh, what's going to replace that mic. Okay. They come with this pop filter right here. Do I need to leave that one on uh, there? No, I can manage. I Are don't you think sure? you can. No, I'll just rub my lips on it. Like this, my nose protrudes further than <laughs> anything else. I don't know face. if you're going to enjoy it as much because this it feels kind of it feels a little rough on the lips. I mean, the good thing is like, this doesn't. The nose feels good. This doesn't make any noise when I rub up against it. Yeah, if you do can, this and can listen. You hear this? Yeah, I yeah, can you hear heard it. it. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't hear it. I can hear it. Um, 
that and I've actually oh, shit, I'm just pointing the camera at me just just doing this. Hey, super funny. Super I just funny. got lost. Yeah. Oh my god. So as you were doing that on the screen, I see it just a like float by. <laughs> yeah, someone likes that. It, it's pretty. <laughs> I love it, by the way. Um, th- that is a softer filter too, because this is all firm foam, dense yeah. foam against a dense microphone. That's actually floating in air. So there is a little bit of more sweet, passionate love to that one, where this is just hardcore for I kind of want... Can I go over there and touch it real quick? Yeah, yeah you want to come it. check it out? Yeah. Come check it out. Come on over, John. Um, dude, uh, Clay Clay Johnson, the guy I told you about this wedding band, I've been talking with him recently. Ooh. Oh. See? Oh. I'm not crazy. Oh. No, dude, you're not. I've sat there. I've checked it out. I've come over there and done it. <sighs> and realize any audio I do during the week on other little side projects, which I have a couple weird things going on, um, I have to use that mic. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great because the lag's long enough yeah. that you can come back and see yourself. <laughs> um, Clay Johnson uh, has an organization organization called Mutual Aid. Can you Google or Facebook uh, Mutual Aid? And I want to remember the the, the end of it. Organ. It's an orgasmination. <laughs> Um, mutual aid, uh, not Google, but I'm sorry, Facebook. It, they, they have a Facebook page as well. Um, I'm going to look it up. But no. what what they do is they I'm looking it up. Oh, I'm going to see. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Mutual I will tell aid you. International, mutual aid ambulance. International, service. international is it? So I really I want you to share this group uh, when we get done finding this and and find a little bit more about it. But uh, Clay oh, cool. Johnson is a firefighter. Cool. He's a fireman by trade, and he's looking at third world countries, more particularly, um, not necessarily third world, but land countries, whose fire departments and firemen have a lot of needs and wants, and they can't support their own country. Oh, so he does a lot of raising and fundraising. Very it's nice. a nonprofit nice. to actually uh, build for them. So look up Mutual Aid International. Check out their Facebook page. Um, uh, there it is. Clay is like one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. Um, Nick, I actually intend on y'all meeting because I actually want to have Clay on here and tell us about the trips he makes and what he does with cool. that group because, you know, having you on here is a lot of fucking fun. I think Nick will agree to this. You're one of the guests I've looked the most forward to. Cool. Yeah. Um, I like the shenanigans more than I like the serious stuff. Uh-huh. The shenanigans but, are fun. I mean, I love Raul talking about Venezuelan and enlightening me on Whoa. some things. Talk about a scary place, man. Dude. I feel real bad for Venezuela, you know? Did you see what just happened in the news with him? I didn't. So uh, uh, Maduro is is the president of, and a dictator is probably the better uh. word, of Venezuela. And he recently had a, they had an election to elect a const- constituent, and I'll, I'll say the word wrong or improperly, assembly. And what it is is basically assembly appointed by his people Oof. to run the government. And they already have a National Assembly, which I won't remember the proper name of either. Um, that National Assembly is more like a, a true governing body that, mm-hmm. is, that, that, that represents the people. And the goal everybody believes and sees and thinks, and, and I think it's obvious, um, is that this, this new body is basically going to make it to where we cannot get rid of Maduro. Where Madu- I mean, it, he's basically entrenching himself and protecting himself. This election happened a week and a half ago and won overwhelmingly. But you know the state of Venezuela and how the people feel. Yeah. Do you believe that election is legit? I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Everybody's yelling fraud. Yeah. Everybody. It sounds like it. Yeah. And uh, that was a, a week, a week and a half ago. And the day after the election, a bunch of now I'm going to use angry air bunnies. That's uh-huh. quotes um, to say, and I'll explain why I use it. Uh, a bunch of or a group of military gentlemen actually took over a base. And, and I don't know much about this base. Personally, Raul shares a lot of mm-hmm. information with me. 
And he uh, says these are at the base there is actually a large arsenal for the military. Wow. So this is where their weapons are. This is where yeah. their arms are. So to control this base is to control Venezuela, so yeah. to speak. And they were like, we are here for the people. We don't agree with this. This is wrong. We are going to have this rebellion. This is our time. And, and a lot of Venezuela's military are criminals. Like, yo, bro, you're in jail. We'll let you out, but you got to be in the military. You should see, dude, there's videos of Venezuelan people getting beat by military and basically Man. just thrown on the back of bikes and strapped to the bike motorcycle so they yeah. can ride them off. I'm I'm Sad. describing a legit video. Sad. And so these aren't the real military. These are the appointed military who have been prisoners who've been given their exchange for freedom. Uh-huh. Um, so now you've got criminals with power. Yeah. Yikes. So this military group is supposed to be a true representation of the people. They they really are speaking out and they finally have the balls to stand against Maduro is, is what we believe we're seeing. Yeah. A lot of the popular news, um, uh, Maduro is saying, of course, and Venezuela and his, his constituents are saying, and then a lot of popular news are questioning and they're reporting with air quotes because they don't know if it's true or not either that this is a rogue group, that this doesn't really represent anybody, that this is not true. They're not even military. They're a bunch mm, of guys who yeah. put military uniforms on. I've seen the story that says that. And, of course, Maduro went in with just uh, with the army and destroyed them and took, mm. them, I mean, took them out, killed some of them. Yeah, jeez. So, um, I mean, I've beat up Venezuela in a conversation with Raul, and I don't think we could do it long enough. So I really... People, if you don't know about it, I won't. I won't go any further on that on that conversation. Yeah. But Venezuela needs our love. I got all my yeah. I got all my Venezuela news from Reddit, from World News. Dude, Reddit's such a fucking awesome resource yeah, for sure. It's uh, you know, so many horrible media outlets out there on Reddit. A lot of people like. There's a lot of bad news on Reddit. Yeah, yeah. but there's also a lot of good news. A lot of good news for sure. Um. I want to go back to Nico and your tunnel experience, man. I, I'm sorry I backtracked. Okay. We took you away from it. It's okay. So your first time flying together besides your speed check, that's at some point where we were at, yeah. was round one. Yeah. You guys going to do any more things together? Um, I'd, I, I definitely would like to continue flying with Super Nico. Super cool, dude. But uh, And I talked to Nico, and uh, I don't think we're going to compete anymore together, mostly because we just don't – we can't train. Sure. And, I'm tired. I'm not. I love competing, but I'm definitely tired of not being on the podium. You know? So if you're going to compete, you want to compete at that level. Yeah, I want to be serious, you know? Sure. And I want to I wanna be able to have somebody to train hard with. And uh, Nico being in, in, uh, in New York is definitely tough. Kristen and I were actually, we uh, almost moved to New York. We had a lot of stuff going on. We were talking to the GM. Uh, of New York, of Westchester, and we almost moved, and Kristen and I decided that uh, <clears throat> when we looked at how much we were going to possibly get paid and how expensive it was in New York, we are like, Ugh. Dude, there's something to be said about the Brutal. cost of living in Houston. Yeah. You know, Houston, geographically speaking, is not my favorite city. I mean, you know, the tallest thing in Houston's an overpass. Yeah. You know, everything's scrub and brush. Yeah. We don't even really have trees as much as we just have a bunch of scrub and brush. Yeah. But, man, the cost of living, the affordability, the quality of lifestyle due to that, tremendous. Yeah, dude. Tremendous, For sure. For sure. That's why I've, I've stuck. I've been in Houston since 2011. Yeah. I love it here. Dude, during the recession of 07, 
our, our, our we have, we have another house, another property here in Pearland. That house lost about one percent of value, property yeah. value. Whoa. My buddy in California lost about fifty percent of property value Jeez. during the same recession. Hey, that's how overpriced San Diego is. Yeah. I would live in San Diego, my favorite city in the world, if it wasn't for the cost of living. Yeah. And I gotta get paid four times to be able to afford what I can do here. Yeah. So for sure. Dude, Nico started doing a podcast at some point. Did I ever hear that rumor? Yeah, he did he did a, a podcast. Uh he hasn't done anything with it for over a year, I'm sure. I love Nico, but man, <coughs> when he's when he wants to do something, if he half half ass wants to do something, he half ass does it. Dude, but it's it's the personality type that our sports draw. Skydiving, yeah. indoor or outdoor skydiving, it doesn't matter, man. It draws the personality type of somebody who keeps chasing a dream, keeps chasing a dream, and, and we keep abandoning dream after dream yeah. after dream till we find something that actually sticks. Yeah. Um, skydiving, dude, it, it's 20 years on the sport for me now, and nice. I haven't done most things more than 20 days. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's... I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Like, if I start a project, it's... I, I really have to push myself to finish finish the project if yeah. I'm going to start a project, you know. This project right here, Gravity Lab, was it was a hard project for me to grab because Nick and I did the first one just in front of my iPhone with a little boom mic on it Yeah. because I wanted to try it. And I'm like, there's only one way. Nick, will you come hang out with me for a little bit and let's hang out and just talk on video? And did another one and, and instantly said, I'm in. But if I'm in, I'm going to go in pretty well as you've yeah. seen what we've done. Looks like you went from the looks of it. So yeah, everybody at home watching, all they see is this, is the two chairs and the mics and stuff. But uh, this, the room looks great, and you've got a nice desk, and you've got a pretty nice so, setup. So to be real, this is my office. This is actually where I've run my business for years. Okay, The nice. difference is, is that desk used to sit against this wall, so I would sit next to that window. Yeah. And the first couple episodes, Nick and I, or whoever in chairs in this corner, that desk is literally against this chair. Uh-huh. Um, so the only thing really new in here for the studio is the microphones, the stands, the uh, mixer board. Now I brought in these two chairs. I had a day bed in here for, uh, just an extra bed, Uh this table, like just this corner of the world is the only thing new in here. Yeah. Um, besides that's all that people see. Yeah. But like sitting in here, it looks great. Yeah, this I, I, I have to make this an office. I I work from home regularly trying to run the rating center. And I've worked at home before in multiple different businesses, industries. My background allowed me to work at home. Yeah. And I, I've learned if I don't treat it like work, if I don't treat it like a business, but I don't treat it like an office. <laughs> you won't get work done. I, I won't work. <laughs> the same yeah. way. God bless my work clothes is shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. That is my everyday work clothes. So I can come into the desk and wear shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. But if I don't put on work clothes... Um, I, I, I won't work. So it used to be I had to wear collared shirts. I couldn't sit at a desk without collared shirts. You notice there's not a lot of distractions in here outside of just trinkets that sit around. There's yeah. not a lot. There's no TVs. There's no video games. Yeah. And I... That's good. That was a struggle. I had to keep the video games out of here. Yeah. So um, I forget where we're at. Nico, it's a shame, dude. I really was yeah. excited because he's got I, a personality. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, But Nico's doing his thing. He's just... Like he just does whatever. He kind of bounces from thing to thing. Just, I love Nico. Nico's one of my tightest friends. He was in my wedding. Super, like, super good dude, yeah. man. But our lifestyle is a gypsy lifestyle. For oh him, him for sure. Everything that he owns, everything that he owns will fit into a, just a a bag. Yeah, and he'll throw that into his car and drive away. That's it. Sounds he's min- great. Yeah, he's a minimalist for <laughs> sure. 
I have a when I I notice when I start to get too much stuff, like I've spent too much money on a couch or a whatever. Ooh, yeah. And like right now, Sam and I we're looking at new mattresses together, and shit like that makes oh, me want to freak out, man. Really? Because I just love the you know the thought of being able to pack up all my stuff. Like what when some terrible unforeseen thing happens, it's like yeah, I'm just gonna pack all my stuff up and drive somewhere else. Yeah, that's it. There's a lot of uh, comfort in that thought for me, but yeah, the more tied down and invested I get in things, the harder it gets to to do that. Kristen and I have a, our apartment where we're moving right now. We're moving to a different apartment in the same complex. Uh, it's going to be a little bit cheaper. Electricity is going to be a little cheaper. So it's like, yeah, well, why not? And it's just like a couple of buildings down. So it's going to be super easy to move. But uh, our apartment is super homey. Like yeah, when yeah. all the stuff's in there, we just have decorations we have and there's a handful of things that i've we've had to discuss about you know because does that mean her telling you how it's going kind of but i'll go listen i i don't want like she likes white i i don't like white like racist yeah (laughs) i just don't like it like it's you can see that it gets dirty um I'm a I'm more of a a brown kind of guy. What what's she trying to make white? My face. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little weird. Yeah. No, uh, she. I mean, she are we talking curtains, the bathroom, curtains, like everything. White. She wants furniture. White, white furniture. Couch. Couch. Silver and white. Okay. All that. Stuff. You really right hear now. that H in his white, Kristen? <sighs> white. You're wrong. Yeah. I, you're wrong. No white. Yeah, no white. I just so we've we've had made we've made compromises, which is good. So mm. it's kind of a, it's definitely when you step into our apartment, it's definitely you can definitely see a his and hers. Like it's not divided by any means, but it's definitely you can see her what she enjoys and what I enjoy in the same sure item. You know, because we've gone okay, we both like this. So, but Who, who's uh, messier, you or her? Oh, I plead a fair. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that ooh was a hard decision. No, that uh, ooh is because you're that uh, bad. Oh no, I'm 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 not bad. Kristen and I are pretty good about you know picking up after each other. Like I pick up after myself, I pick up after her. She picks up after herself. She picks you're a up team. After me. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, like I do laundry, she does dishes. You know, kind of thing. What about laundry in your house? I'm curious. Oh, I do my own laundry. She does her own laundry. Uh, that's Whoa. Valerie and I. I do my own laundry. We've been living together 13 years now. This is We've been married for February will be 10 years. Wow. I do my laundry. Well, the big... Th- thank you, man. It's, yeah. I mean, Valerie's a fucking superwoman. We're going to uh, Cozumel, Grand Cayman, and Jamaica cruise for our honey for our 10th year Jamaican me crazy. Uh-huh. Jamaican me. I think they got something else there. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I make the clothes dirty. Why the fuck should she have to wash it? Now, I mean, I definitely respect relationships where we do that for each other, but why should she? That, that and laundry for me is easy because everything I wear is shorts, T-shirt, jeans, T-shirt. Yeah. So everything goes in one wash. I actually have a laundry basket for nice clothes and a laundry basket for clothes. And I, no joke, do nice laundry maybe every three, four months. Yeah. You know? I, uh, you've seen me every time I've dressed nice, besides last night, I recently. Bet, I bet you just don't want her seeing those uh, streaks in your drawers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You embarrassed? Why are you telling on me now? <laughs> Why are you giving no. away See, my I, secrets? I hate Personal doing... information, I don't wear white underpants. Uh, yeah, I don't either for that particular <laughs> reason. Um, I don't like doing dishes. I hate doing dishes. I, I, I hate just... doing laundry. It's the same, same thing. See, I, I don't mind doing laundry. I hate doing laundry. My 
dry clothes are in the dryer still for the last three days. Every morning I pull it out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I'll, I don't mind doing laundry. And Kristen will probably hop on here in a second. She's like, he's a liar. What what is it about <laughs> dishes that you don't like? <sighs> I don't know. I hate see I hate I, I, I hate I dishes. always start doing dishes while I'm still cooking. As soon as I'm not using a thing anymore, it starts getting washed. Yeah. And then I eat pretty fast because I have no self-control. And then so by the time I'm done, most things are still like warm enough that they clean easily. You wow. know. So See? if you clean it up right then, it's so easy. Yeah, yeah. But when you have a tiny little four foot ten girlfriend who weighs ninety five pounds and eats more than you do, and mm-hmm. she just loves to pile her dishes in the sink. It kind of steals your motivation when you look at a, a, a Ooh, sink full of dishes it. that aren't yours. It's like, oh, I cleaned all of them last time. I thought you were going to do yours at least. Yeah. Like, because once you set one dirty thing in the sink, it po- it's in, fucking in, over after that. And it's that. like that. But it's like, if you, if you okay, I'm putting something dirty in the sink. Okay, here we go. I'm going to eat. And now I'm cleaning the dishes I just ate off of and yeah. cooked with. And now everything's clean. The sink's empty. There's nothing piling up. There's no funky smell. The cat's not getting anything. No, but uh, I, no, I it doesn't it. work that way. I, I think what it stems from is when I was a kid, uh, <clears throat> my mom and I, because I lived with obviously I lived with my mom, but uh, her and I, she expected me to do dishes, and I hated doing dishes, so I let them pile up, and then they would become intimidating. <laughs> And I would just be like, I'm not doing dishes. And I would freak out, I'm not doing dishes. And then I would end up doing dishes. By the way, and we had to wash, we didn't have a washing, uh, yeah, dishwasher. <clears throat> so I washed them all by hand. Yeah, that's what, that's what we, I have a dishwasher. I wash them all by hand. See, I it hate, takes, it takes two minutes. Yeah, that's the thing. I mix and match. Just, Depends it, on what the it. obstacle is, the object yeah, is. I hate it. I hate it. If I, if I'm, if I just have a few plates, rinse them off, throw them in the dishwasher. But if I'm going to hand wash anything, most of it's going to get hand washed at that point because yeah. I already started. Now the only thing that I'll really hand wash, hand wash, hand wash is my cast iron skillets, and you don't really you wash ha- them. You, you just wipe them, them out. And yeah. You rinse them out. That's Dude, it. I, I think the whole reason I started this conversation was to like. It seems like our parents' generation. It was like the woman does the cleaning. You know. Like the woman's the the clean one. Who it's the same in your at, house still. Yeah. It's not, dude. You're the woman. I guess. <laughs> Got these sexy little titties now. <laughs> There's kind of that equal rights, or is that equal even movement? You know, it, people are. And how come you can't hit a woman, dude? You can. <laughs> You just yeah. gotta hit her hard enough that she doesn't tell anybody. Yeah. No, I don't. I, no one can see it. I am not a fan of hitting the ladies, even though if you say pick on someone your own size, they're usually close for me. <laughs> but you are into hitting that. Yeah, uh, come on, you enjoyed it. Enjoyed, enjoyed. So you you brought it up because of equal rights? Is that what you're going with? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, just that. Uh, it seems like growing up as a kid, the woman was the one. Why are you trying to put that <laughs> microphone in your mouth? The woman was the one to take care of things like household chores, and I think that's just hugely switched. That I think that uh, <laughs> God, son of a bitch, I'm over it. <laughs> no, no, keep going. No, I just it's, it's over. You ruined it. I was about to go on a good rant. I was too. Go. I was go. Hold on. Through the goddamn tulips, <laughs> and then crickets. <laughs> and then Kirk is here. Here's an easy way. Now he has to talk. Okay. So, uh, now I totally lost my train of thought. I can't tell you what I was, what you're saying. Hey. I, we have no way that you're in charge. You're right still now. yelling, and that's working. That's working pretty well. Is it? 
I mean, no, not all that great. So for real, what were you saying, Nick? I'm sorry. Equal that, rights, all that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just thought, as a little kid, imagining what grown-up life living with a woman's gonna be like. It's <laughs> yeah, a lot. It's a lot different, you know. Yeah. Like I cook more often, I clean more often, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, when is this because I was raised by a woman? Like, because I feel a lot of it, like a lot of us, a lot of guys our age, especially, were raised by mom. Yeah. So I was, no, totally. I think I I think for me, it's my I'm the same as you. Uh, Val does a lot of the dishes and a lot of some of the basic cleaning, but when I have time off, I do the cleaning. Like if I'm going to be off tomorrow, it's common I'll say leave the dishes. I'll wash them tomorrow. Sometimes I get to them earlier. Sometimes I get to them later. But but I definitely get to them yeah. tomorrow. I do a lot of the vacuuming. I actually might yeah, vacuum do, the I house the, more than Valerie does. I do the floors. The um, floors at home. Yeah. Uh, my mom was a working mother. I think I was in third grade. So you, heard, you, you know the story that we moved to Japan in, when I was in fifth grade. And we lived in Japan. And dad's cost of living wasn't paid for. You know, accompanied versus unaccompanied tours. Mm-hmm. And so mom actually went to work at that age because we couldn't afford to live in Japan if mom didn't work. Whoa. So there was a complete split of effort from everything in the house by mom and dad. They helped with everything. They did everything. There wasn't yeah. mom raised us. There was they both did everything. Yeah. My cousin is in lives in Japan with his wife. Where at? I don't know. She doesn't speak any English. Is he live there or is he in the military there? Uh he was in the military, but okay. now he owns a robotics company. I think in Japan, dude. That thing must fly. Yeah. Robots in Japan. Yeah. You guys heard of Hansen Robotics? I've heard of the band. I was gonna say Hanson. Mm, Hanson Bop. So Is that them? Hanson Robotics. Um, <laughs> you you might have seen on like Facebook the super creepy. Oh, uh, the robot. dog looking thing. No, it's a it's a female face. So the sex doll. No, no, dude. Uh, have you seen the San Diego based company sex doll shit going on? So let's go back to Hanson for now. Hanson. So uh, there is uh so the picture. You've probably seen. Oh, there's Einstein. Yeah, that was Einstein. Yeah. All right. I'll, so this yeah, one, you've seen this. this. This girl, that that girl right there. That so he's married. I'm to posting my this in the co- comments for anyone who wants to see the yeah. weird shit we're talking about. He and then uh, bring it back up, please. He's married to my cousin Amanda, and this Hanson Robotics dude. Yeah. All right. Keep. And he was on. God, he's been so in Wired magazine. He's been in done TED talks. He's a cool dude. Uh, and I think he might have had a little bit of inspiration for uh. my cousin Matt to yeah, uh, but he invented. Oh, that's this, creepy, yo. Yeah, <laughs> he invented that rubber frubber is what he calls it, face so. stuff to make it. Did you see the movie Ex Machina or Ex oh, Machina? Oh, dude, great oh, movie. That movie ruined me for days. Yeah. Or Oscar is that Oscar Isaac? Is that his name? Or is it Isaac Oscar? I'm not even sure. I can't the remember. Actor's it's name. like two first names. Um, I love that guy. He's the guy that played the pilot in uh, For- Force Awakens. Uh, I love him. I think he's a a beautiful man. But that movie was so good, so good. Well, I see. I don't. I, I, I'm. I turned it in my dad at some point because I don't know any. You know, I don't know most movies or I don't know any popular music. What the hell? I I only watched this movie because I heard Joe Rogan talk about it on the podcast yeah. like a dozen goddamn times. Yeah. Tell me about this. It's a, it's a it, the whole movie is a, a Turing te- tur- Turing Turing test. Don't spoil anything, John. You that's can, not a, that's not so okay, first so of all, I won't hey, remember you fi- shit. So you I find that in the first like t- ten minutes of the movie. I just posted this video as a comment, so if anyone wants to watch it as we go through, that's it. Oscar. Isaac. But so yeah, this this kid right here, he wins. So he works 
at the fictional uh, equivalent of Google. Okay. And he designs something or wins some sort of contest at work, and he gets picked to go to the CEO of the company's estate and to do some testing for him. He doesn't really know what it is, but it, he gets there and he's testing out this this artificial intelligence that is this robot. Yeah. And so Oof. it's his job to to see. It's presented to him that it's his job to see whether or not the. Uh, robots actually have uh sentient yeah if they're if they're capable of independent thought if they're you know if it's this real artificial and intelligence that's uh self-conscious and uh he's made all the robot that he has made is this beautiful sexy lady holy moly and uh i don't want to give away the ending but man it fucked me up it's so good so good Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. I'm I'm making a note right now. I uh I really don't like pulling my phone out during these things because I will get distracted by it. No, yeah. it's super super worth watching. Yeah. I think mostly because it, it's on uh, Netflix. I think. Yeah, I think it was. I for just a searched I'm not sure Netflix and I didn't find it. Uh, Drama, mystery, sci-fi, dude. It looks super interesting yeah. to me. Um, I don't know who this chick is, but she looks pretty hot, so I'm watching yeah. it. That's um, it. We were talking about Ready Player One earlier. Yeah, that's, yeah. Ready Come back Player to that, One. please. So Ready Player One takes place in like 2045, I think so. And basically, there's social collapse, um, the government, all that stuff. And it's, uh, if the uh, the gap between like the super rich and the not super rich is so drastic now that like everyone else is in poverty, basically. And uh, there's only one escape, and it's the oasis. And you, in the first few pages of the book, you realize you you get the you're introduced to the plot of the entire book. And so the guy that invented the oasis, which is which is the kind of the equivalent of Facebook, how everything everything's attached to Facebook now, businesses, personalities, all everything's. That's attached. why I use Facebook. It's work. Yeah, it's work. So this guy builds this virtual reality world called the Oasis, and it becomes like a, it's a social norm, and like businesses are run, and the currency of the video game it has real world value, and uh, in the first few pages of the book, or yeah, you figure out, you find out that the guy that built this, uh, James Halliday, is has died. And he left an Easter egg in the game. And when you find the Easter egg, there's three keys. There's a copper key, a jade key, and a crystal key. You find these keys. You go through the gates. You figure all the puzzles out. And you find the Easter egg. You win $240 billion and a controlling share of the company, GGS. Or I can't remember the name of the company. And it follows this, uh, this kid around, Wade Watts, uh, who is trying to find it. It's super interesting. The book is full of 1980s and 1990s uh, nostalgia. And it's just references left and right. So each page, you're, you're like, oh, I get this reference, or I get what's going on here. And it's they're ta- there's video games, movies, music, and they uh, a little bit of it has a American Psycho feel to it. Because every time... Here's the trailer. This is the trailer for Ready Player One. I, I just marked something else. I'm, I'm actually want to read the book. I haven't been reading much lately. I finished I want, it in two days. You you, you sold me right pages. away to actually want to read the book. Yeah, and super good. I actually stopped reading for a while, and I stopped liking reading. 
And I figured out in the last about year and a half why I stopped liking reading. Yeah. I need reading glasses. Oh, no. And it was hurting my head to well, read. Now I have reading glasses. Yeah, I can read again at night. You don't need reading glasses. What I, what I heard from is you just need longer arms. Unfortunately, <laughs> things on me aren't long enough. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I have the same problem. Ja, 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 ja. <laughs> you do audiobooks at all? You an audiobook guy? I, no, I'm not. I've never tried one, so I can't say I'm not. It, it, it doesn't appeal to me sound-wise. Like, the, the idea doesn't appeal to me, but yeah. there's a lot of things that don't appeal to me that I really like once I try them. For me, it depends a lot on the the person reading the book. Yeah. I really like when you can find uh, books read by the author because you get a real genuine inflection. And I would know, like you, Morgan you take... Freeman to read them all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But sometimes you just get a really shitty voiceover yeah. person who's just, you know, just done this. It doesn't sound like they're doing a... The, there knows there's no emphasis. It's just... Yeah, it's, they're, just they're reading like the words thing. in a very different way that if I read those words yeah. out of a book, I would hear it a lot differently in my brain yeah. and they ruin it. Will Hi, Wheaton does. Will Wheaton reads Ready Player One. Does he? Yeah. And I have to... I have to increase the speed of what she's reading to enjoy it. Oh, because I was thinking, will we, dude? Slow, really? Ah, yeah. That disappoints me. I was really hoping Wesley Crusher would crusher it. You know, Will Wheaton was Wesley Crusher. I'm not friends with you anymore. He's Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the Doctor's kid, Wesley Crusher. Oh my God, man! Hey, I've got. I thought that was. I've got a book recommendation for you, DJ, for for your first audio book. If you're going to give one a shot, okay. There's one called "I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell" by Tucker Max. Tucker, yeah, yeah. really good. Okay, so he's he's just a dude who's led a little bit of a crazy life, and he's got some funny stories. And I uh, dated a girl who had a son named Tucker, and she named her son after that Tucker. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah gonna be a wild child yeah totally have you read the book i haven't it's, pr- it's pretty funny gotten some snippets of it but he like even when he's telling some of his own stories he starts he starts giggling like you can hear the smile in, in his voice cool. the way that he's talking about it. it's really good so first of all i, I want to know two things about this and i'll tell you both how long is the book page number wise how long does it take for the book to be read to me i have no idea uh ready player one if you get i, I would okay. recommend the audiobook um, it's about 340, 380 pages. Okay. I, I read it in two days. I could ju- I legitimately couldn't put it down. And how long is the audio uh, book sound for us? Uh, so I, I have... Each chapter is about 20 minutes long, and there's... I hope they serve beer in hell chapters. is only five, uh, just, just shy of six hours. Okay. Let me, let me see how many pages it has. So six hours of audio. Um, I'm that, but that's pretty short for an audio book. Okay. Yeah. No, normal audio books are what, like 20 hours? Anywhere from, I would say, Four. 8 to 20. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, my weekly digestion, my weekly consumption of audio beyond music, because I do really enjoy listening to music, mm-hmm. Head PE, super awesome band. Um, anyways, beyond that, uh, that Veronica Wolf, our, our good friend, she, uh, Head PE is a band not a lot of my friends know. Yeah. And she used a line from a Head PE song to me the other day. And I'm like, Head PE, and we both freaked out. Cool. Like, oh my god, you listen to Head PE? Fuck yeah! Cool. Super fucking mixed up, weird, crazy band. I love them. Two hundred eighty-eight pages is just shy of six hours. Two eighty-eight, six hours. That's okay. Oh, that's a nice book. Uh Jonathan Livingston Siegel is a book that I can just reread and reread. Yeah, it's because it takes thirty minutes. Yeah, you but it's a imp- really good book. The fortunate part good. is I still haven't read that, and you and I got it at the same time. I'm guessing, Nick. Well, then I won the race. It's on my nightstand. As a gift from the same person, 
And the reason I've not invited him on the podcast yet is because I'm guilty. I haven't read his gift to me. Oh, you think he's going to bring it up and you're going to be looking like an asshole that didn't read the book? I didn't read read your gift. Read it. You can, before you go to bed, you can have it done. But like when you're laying in bed to go to sleep, that, But dude, when I'm laying in bed going to sleep, I'm watching Street Outlaws because they race fast cars. (laughs) (laughs) I recently watched that. I caught that show recently. I'm like, I just couldn't stop watching these guys take fucking hopped up piece of shit cars and fucking throwing 2,000 horsepower down, which is what they say on TV. I don't know if it's true, but I do know with some of the car steps like that, 1,000 to 2,000 horsepower is very legitimate. Whoa. Um, uh, So there's a neighbor down the road who has a Mustang Fox body that I don't know what it's putting down. But I'm betting money he's pushing close to a grand. I don't know if you knew Jeez. Dave Schwartz. He was pushing 800 horse last time I saw him. No he's pushing way. over a grand now. Uh, Hoop pushes 500 to the wheels. Wow. I think Hoop's dying at like 480, 490. Wow. So um, bad. there's the car nerd in me. Now I'm losing Nick again. Bonnie. Yeah. Bye, Ca- Nick. Bye, Nick. He goes bye-bye. Car nerd. See, you got me. Uh, that's because I pulled up Audible and started looking at my uh, audiobooks that I mean to be listening to. Because... I've been listening. To, so in the morning, on my way to exercise, I listen to music because it gets me moving. It wakes me up. Yeah, I got to get on fucking in the zone, you know? So I don't listen to podcasts then. And then I get off work and driving home. Now I'm in the mood to listen to conversation. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts because I've... Uh, Who have you been listening to? Dude, I almost only ever listen to Joe Rogan. Really? But then a little bit of Radio Lab, a little bit of uh, Tim Ferriss. Did you listen to the CRISPR episode? DNA uh, coding. No. They could co- do Radiolab, first of all. Radiolab is part of the inspiration of Gravity Lab's name. I, I, I could, I'd I be lying if I didn't say uh, Gravity something somebody suggested in Radiolab, and I took those two names and made them cool. Gravity Lab. Uh, the CRISPR episode is a very interesting one. Radi- I'm aware of what Radio CRISPR Lab. is, but I just Radio haven't heard Lab. the episode. So I wasn't aware of CRISPR at all until that it moment. That so for me, that was super new. So you also listen to Radio Lab, and what else? Uh, Tim Ferriss a little bit. You've turned me on to Tim. And then uh, what's the one with Neil deGrasse Tyson? Star, Star, Star Search. Ta- Star Search. I thought Star- it was Star Talk. Star Talk. Yeah, Star Talk. Star, Talk. Star Search was a great show, though. Um, I've listened to that a handful of times as well. I, <laughs> Dude, I listen Chad to... Chad Sanders. I love you, sexy pervert. He just sent that to me. I uh, do Chad Sanders, Funny Grandpa. I love him. He's very close to getting his medical situation squared away. Nice. And uh, when he does, I believe he's going to come visit us to do his recurrency. Cool. Recurrency. Cool. I can't wait to see him. Dude, I, I miss that man. Yeah. I, I actually hope he comes back, gets his tandem recurrent, and actually stays around um, in a pure selfish motivation of I love having Chad Sanders in my life. Yeah, I love Chad. Yeah, he's he's a huge fight fan. He's he's one of the bigger nerd fight fans I know. And, like, dude... Every UFC shirt I own is fights he's gone to and send me the shirts. No from, way. That's a fucking homie because I bet money they overprice the shit out yeah. of shirts at fights. I, I was just talking about how I wanted to go to, to a live UFC event. Dude, next time it's one in Houston, let's do it. Because yeah. I want to go and I can't find anybody who's willing to go. We're going to spend some bank on these tickets. Yeah, I was I'm, looking I'm, at... Uh, how much do you think that Conor McGregor may Floyd Mayweather fight? How much of a ticket do you think... I know how the much cheapest, the tickets are. How, what is the cheapest ticket? $3,500. Yeah. The cheapest ticket. I'm pretty, and I'm pretty yes, sure that's true. That's yeah. a number in my head, too. And they're not sold out. The tickets are not selling the way they expected them to. But this is uh. one of those gates because the crowd who they're catering to is the big wigs, the Hollywood type. Yeah. They're all going to fucking buy them fashionably late and sell it out at the last minute. Yeah, for sure. So um, the other question is it's being held at the T-Mobile Arena, which is a new arena in Vegas. And so like the MGM Graham where a lot of fights happen, 
there's a lot of comps. Like all the whales show up, all the bigwigs show up. And, and Nick, you've probably heard the story recently with, uh, oh, you tuned out to Eddie Bravo. Um, no, I still listen to it, but it fucking it was almost yeah. the death of me. So when the whales show up, they basically are giving these. I might have heard this on another podcast too. They start giving these tickets away at MGM Grand, and so they're filling the house with comps. Uh, T-Mobile is a much larger arena, and do you, are you hearing a buzzing in the background? I am. I hear a little buzz. Yeah, I wonder if one of us has got a little bit of a uh, mic thing going on. I'm not 100 sure. So you want to turn down one mic at a time buzz. and check us out? Buzz. Just I'm curious. Um, is that me? Yeah. That's that was you, me. Mr. DJ. That was me right there, man. So uh, we'll, I'll, I'll play with a couple of plugs here. Um, they, it, it's a much larger arena as well, and because it's a, lot, a much larger arena, they're super curious if that's what's creating a lack of assault because they have a lot more tickets. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I could be, not I'm go take a pee pee. <laughs> take a pee pee, and I'm going to switch to his mic while we fix this problem. I just could not justify thirty five hundred dollars for. I mean, I'm sure it's oh, going to be a great oh. fight. But, I mean, for a $100 pay-per-view, you get the best seat, <laughs> you know, you get the best view of the fight, and uh, you get the replays, you don't have to deal with the crowds. I'm sure there's an energy to a, a live fight, like, just like, uh, have you seen much live stand-up comedy? Yes. I, I, yes. I really like uh, listening to stand-up comedy. I listen to a few different uh, Pandora stations for stand-up, but man, seeing live stand-up comedy is a whole uh, whole other league above uh, listening to it. Man, you're walking around all crazy. is getting me super distracted. Hello, world. DJ's trying to fix a microphone it's problem. Hard. It's, uh, okay, I'm here I am. Am I here? Can I can't hear me anymore. Um... The yeah. I found I found I couldn't remember where the microphone cord was. Well, yeah, you still have the buzz going there. But there you go, my volume's up here. <laughs> I think that mic is set for John Barry's voice and not uh, my voice. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I, I actually had to find where these cables come together. How many live UFCs have you been to? Oh, live UFCs zero. MMA fights I've been to two. Okay. So Legacy um, LFA Legacy Fighting uh, Association I think is the A is a Texas-based association in, in the Gulf Coast area. Give me one second, man. Hold on. Let me just look at this. Well, I was just saying how I wanted to, to go to a live UFC event just to see what it's like. But, uh, man, ticket prices are insane. I looked at the... Uh, they're a little less expensive in Canada, um, but it, it wasn't a great card. So, uh, you ever been to see any uh, live fights, Mr. John Barry? Have you Check. been in a fight? I used to fight all the time when I was a kid. Yeah? What uh what would you fight over? Bullies. Bull I was bullied. Wait, you were the bully. I was bullied. No, I think you were the bully. No way. John Barry's claiming to be a victim of bullying, which I, I just don't hardcore. believe. Mega yeah, what did you get bullied about? Oh, whatever. Being, a, a, being a dorky little ginger. Sports huh, you little wiener. Oh, nice red hair, stupid. Yeah. You fucking soulless oh, piece you of crap. You skinny little turd. Dude, I uh, got, what, what I did they every, say to you, John? Every day, I can't remember. I had one kid. Uh, he used to call me a mean name, and I would just beat the shit out of him. See, that's not getting bullied. So that's getting <laughs> even. Oh, okay, I'm also okay. Yeah, we're gonna deal with this buzz for now. I hope you people don't. I don't. Hear I it. didn't even notice it. Yeah, it might just be my yeah my ears, my sonar ears. Um, so John Reese is saying he thinks that it's better a sports part to watch a fight than a pay per view, and that's I think that's a point a point of personal preference. Because I've watched a bunch of UFCs at Buffalo Wild Wing and other sports bars, <laughs> and I've watched UFC at home, and I much rather sit at home. But I'm not much like I'll drink casually, but I'm not a drinker, and I can't stand being around drunk people. Ugh. Being around drunk people is now very that difficult I'm sober, for me. It's brutal. 
it's it's very very challenging for me. Um, yeah. So I I do not prefer seeing them at sports bars. I it's the reason I'm willing to pay that much money to do pay per views. Mm-hmm. Um, How much is the pay per view going to be for that Floyd Mayweather? Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks, dude. Ish. An MMA, but still, you get you get five buddies together, twenty bucks a pop. Yeah, it's not too. Do you see a, a, a historic event? Yeah. The UFC pay-per-views are 60 bucks a pop. What kind of fight is it going to be? Is it going to be a boxing fight? Is yeah, boxing? straight, boxing, legit yeah. boxing. Um, yeah. They are going to smaller than standard gloves. Oh, are, what did they settle on? Um, they're still not settled. Uh, there's actually a debate out there to I go to 8 ounce. 12 is, I think, what I'm they went to. That's what I thought I heard was 12. Yeah. Yep. I'm loving the hype train, mind so, you. Uh, I'm loving it. Mayweather straight up threw on Twittergram, Instafear, FaceSpace, whatever it was. Um... Uh, I'm going to wear 12-ounce gloves, wear whatever you want. Like he said, I'm going to go to these gloves, and they're smaller gloves than what Mayweather normally wears, and that's a super huge question mark because Mayweather actually has fragile hands, and the question is, is can he break his hands too easy and go into smaller gloves, less padding, less protection? Yeah. How is his hands oh, going to be able to do that? Oh, he breaks his hands in those big goddamn gloves? Dude, he's like, Joanna and Jacek breaks her hands like regularly in fights, dude. Little JJ, Joanna champion. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. dude. That, that, that chick has had broken hands in at least two or three fights easily. Um, so the smaller gloves might be a disadvantage, and now there's talks of smaller 8-ounce gloves. I don't know what they're really going to go to. I anymore. don't think they'll do that. I would love to see it because my my fascination with the 8-ounce glove is plain and simple. You can get a punch through easier. Yeah, I mean, that's it's definitely heightening the chances that McGregor's going to knock him out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about Floyd's chances of knocking him out with, the, you know, that the smaller glove is going to help him do I mean, that. He's a mega defensive He's like, yeah, he's, he's a, a counterboxer. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's st- his style. He doesn't get hit, and then he hits you when you're coming in with something. That's, yeah. just how, that's how he rolls. But uh, if it, it, I watch a lot of MMA, like someone who made a video, but their interest is clearly in MMA. Yeah. All of those people are super behind Connor. Oh, you know, Connor's got a really good chance. Here's his background. He started as a boxer, blah, blah, blah. And then you watch all the boxing stuff, and they're like, oh, he's got no chance. He's. Never had a professional boxing fight, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. If Connor yeah. goes the distance, if he makes all 36 minutes, he won. I, and I mean this the fact that if he lasts all 12 rounds, that's a win in his book, even if he loses. I going mean, do, 12 do you rounds. really think yeah. so? You watched that uh, Nate Diaz fight, uh, uh, the second one, Connor where Nate, they yeah. went all five. Yeah. Do you think 25 minutes of MMA, of. Of all, do you think that that's more exhausting than? No. You, th- you think 36 yes. minutes of no, boxing no, no. is more work than that? No, no, no. I think the 25 minutes of MMA is more exhausting, number one, because the, the body use, you, you're using way more energy. Yeah. You're using way more of your body. You're yeah, carrying you're not each other's weight. You're not taking leg kicks. And it's five minutes at a time instead of three minutes at a time. The duration of the round is going to wear you out. You know, I, I can run only so far at a time. If I run longer, I'm gonna wait longer before I can run again. Yeah. And by I the way, that's the around last the block. Time I wrote, I dr- I ran five minutes straight. Yeah, Ugh. I can tell you it was during my shoulder recovery. I did a lot of running on a treadmill during my shoulder recovery. Oh yeah, because it's yeah, dude. Uh, when I had my shoulder surgery, I weighed the lightest I ever have as an adult male. I weighed like a buck sixty, a buck sixty-five at some wow. point. I actually started showing light definition, like no true abs, but I could actually see there was something there besides slubber. Um, I know you're not, I, that, that's normal for you, but I mean like... Flubber? Flubber, that's that's the stuff right here. I've been gaining, actually. <laughs> I've, I've gained 10 pounds. Oh, yeah? You're feeling I'm, comfortable now that you're married, huh? I guess. I don't know where it's coming. Honestly, I'm not doing anything different. I'm doing nothing different. 
I just gained weight. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's Guess so. <laughs> dude. I didn't change much about my lifestyle and put on 20, 20, uh, 20 to thirty pounds over a point in my life. And it's, when I turned forty, n- now the shoulder injury was its own shenanigans. That yeah. that was a lot of fun. That had nothing to do with the age. It had everything to do with you don't like wrestle with a guy who actually has been in five pro MMA fights, and mm-hmm. you don't even know how to like you know punch your way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> Uh, so dislocated shoulder, but then I had uh, shingles. I actually oh, had permanent yeah. damage from my elbow when I turned forty. I had a viral infection that they weren't hundred percent sure what it was. Um, I had one other thing go wrong all when I turned forty. Um, I've had a retinal separation, so my left eye have been having to see a retinal specialist for. Uh, it was basically every like two months at some point. It was three months. Do you see every year? No, I need to see you every six months. Mm, we're starting to get concerned every three months. No, I need to see you in two months from now. Wow. Now they're back to we'll see you in a year. We feel pretty good about it. I actually okay. have a retinal specialist, and I actually have an op- ophthalmologist because of my eye issues today. There's two of you with my right eye. Legitimately, there's two of you. I will have permanent double vision from shingles in my eyeball. Wow. Jeez. Sucked. Never been given morphine in my life. I have a stack of x-rays this big. I've broken 15 bones in my body. I've pulled or torn multiple muscles. Yikes. Never been pushed morphine until I had shingles. Really? Fuck shingles wow. fuck you fuck you fuck you how's that morphine though i know why it's illegal i know why it's <laughs> controlled because oh, have you had have you had morphine? had morphine have you had morphine never have dude whoa i i was in such immense and intense pain i've never been in that much pain in my life and i dude i walked two blocks on broke tibs both my tibs were broken and i walked two blocks and i was in immense pain i was trying to be the i was the new kid in my neighborhood and I broke my legs in a skateboard accident, and everybody's calling me a bitch and a pussy, and I, they just call me every name they could. Um, and one of the kids was like, being my buddy, he's like, bro, he's hurt, he's hurt. And I'm like, no, no, I got it, man. And he helped me walk. Now, I say two blocks, not lengthwise, widthwise, because we had to walk to a kid's house. They sat me down, called my dad, and, oh, a few weeks later, we moved. We lived in a hotel in Waikiki when this happened. Uh, we just moved to Hawaii. When we moved to the base housing, a couple of kids knocked on our door. Is is Donji home? At that point, they knew me as Donji. Yeah, here he is. Uh, dude, we're sorry. We called you all sorts of names. We found out you broke both your legs. Aww. You're in two cast. We're assholes. I have a high tolerance for pain. Dude, shingles. Fuck you. I was wow. doubled over like this in pain on my side. And when they pushed morphine, I immediately melted into a pool of human being. <laughs> I just I I, yeah. I was a puddle. Yeah. Yeah. What have you had morphine for? Uh, besides di- fun of it. <laughs> Diverticulitis. What's up, Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Do you know that's Brock Lesnar's problem when he was in the UFC? That was No, his I didn't know that, that was his problem. I yeah. mean I know what the disease is, but So yeah. what what how did you get diverticulitis? So uh honestly I don't know. I was having I had stomach issues, I had some pain and, and my mom was like, You need to go to the hospital. My mom was always pushing you need to go to the hospital. Oh. Mom, it's just a cough. But uh, so we went and they ran some tests and they're like, you have diverticulitis. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting, man. Uh, Brock Lesnar, I'm sure you've heard of yeah. him, MMA or a UF, U, WD, WWE guy. Yeah. Uh, collegiate wrestler and also UFC fighter and something about him working out too long, too much. Uh, there's a point where you can work your body out so much that that's part of the development. Whoa, interesting. I'm, yeah. So for shingles, John Reese also had shingles apparently across his head. He didn't get the eyeball. Um, it gives permanent scarring my, in my eyeball. Yeah, my mom was saying because I remember you having that, and I mentioned that to my mom, and my mom was like, "He, hopefully it goes okay because it'll blind you." Yes, 
I uh, so I I've gotten I've gotten true people tell me I get migraines all the time. Uh-huh. I don't believe what a lot of my friends say are migraines or migraines. I believe they're super intense headaches. I will vomit and pass out from a migraine. It hasn't happened many times, Jeez. but I get legit migraines. I'm not joking when I said I had eight straight days nonstop of a migraine from fucking shingles. Jeez. I took a piece of cardboard and I covered our bedroom window with cardboard because one Brutal. ounce of light Brutal. destroyed me. Val would not come in the room and bother me. She was very, um, God bless that woman. I love <laughs> her to death. You know that. Uh, Valerie would walk around the house and, and actually we don't allow shoes on in our house, by the way. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, it's sorry, all good, sorry. man. It's all good. Um, uh, so I could hear her socks across the tile floor in the living room and it sounded like somebody was beating my head with a sledgehammer. I'm not joking, dude. Jeez. Nothing. Eight straight days of a migraine. 14, 15 days of a tension headache. And I don't know if you ever had a tension headache, no. but that's pretty intense in itself. That that's A tension headache will take me away from my situation. What, uh, there's a, uh, I don't know if it's a disease or if it's, I don't know what it is, but those people that get, they, they say it feels like an ice cream headache. And it's, it lasts for like. That's a that, piercing headache. Yeah. And they say it, it lasts for. Six, seven hours. Man, migraines can be there. Migraines can be that sharp shooting pain. Um, Migraines definitely get me nauseous. I I don't know if there's a different classification for those. But back to 15 days, and when I was cured from shingles, I or when when, when my shingles was going away, I actually had to run a canopy course dealing with the shingles. And I was looking up at a canopy that was probably at three or four grand. And I could not make out what I was seeing. And I was trying to figure out which canopy was which and what was going on. And I finally decided that I'm going to close my left eye, which is my good eye, and look out of just my right eye. And there's zero exaggerations. I cannot explain it well enough. But take a kaleidoscope that you point at the world and you you, uh-huh. you see everything kaleidoscope. Yeah. So there's five of you in hexagons. Jeez. I'm not joking when I say I look up at 3,000 feet and I see five canopies. One with four or five of them around it, all in this big cluster. And they're all so far apart that there's definitively five canopies doing crew Canopy relative work, if you don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, wow. That sucks. Dude, I saw that ophthalmologist nonstop until they got it to the point where... Now, I say I see two of Nick. I'm holding my hands up if, you, if you're not watching this. The, the, the separation of them is just barely. So it's a fuzzy line when I close my right eye. Mm-hmm. Um, partially because these curve, you know, there's not straight lines. But when I look at anything in the background with straight lines, I can see the separation. Ah. You put them 50 feet away from me. They start separating. Wow. So I just, I've, it's going to be my life. I'm yeah. okay with it. Don't fuck up. I, I don't care. W- yeah. Would you say that you're shingle and ready to mingle? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? I'm going to be having a threesome with whoever she is. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm lost. There's two of her because of my eye. Oh, problem. okay. Oh. All right. All right. No, but on the dad jokes. We're back to dad jokes. Dad jokes. You know who's the king so far, the king Hank? right now? Hank. My- well, I haven't heard it any of Matt Bessonette. Uh Dan Desmond. Okay, I could see this. Danimal. Danimal. Holy shit. Danimal, if you ever listen to this at all, I want to hear dad jokes every it's, time it's, well, I see you. It's all the time. I'm down Everything. with that. And he it's like I'm good. And it's not it it's he a lot of the dad jokes are just made up on the spot. Not like uh, it's they're puns. But they're of Everything. Everything. So you're saying too much, Dan. That's a that's Dan quite a bit of Dan. Dan's a cool dude. Uh 
every once in a while he'll catch me off guard with one and I'll giggle like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> You're like that was a nut buster. That was a good. But uh they're they're all the time. And it there's so many dad jokes. Dan says so many dad jokes that that itself becomes the dad joke. You know? There's just Dan is yeah. a dad joke. Yeah. It, dude, anytime somebody tells me a good dad joke at the drop zone, you hear it, Nick. What's the first thing I tell them? Have you told Hank? Have you <laughs> oh, told yeah. Hank? You got you to gotta give it to Hank. Yeah. And, and he loves him. Oh, he's the king of them at our work. Funny. funny oh, funny. man. Some of them I'm so tired of. <laughs> uh, do you like singing? <laughs> you like music? You want me to sing? I thought you said you liked music. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one a million so times. So there's a really good question that I wanted to ask you that someone brought up earlier. Is uh, A lot of skydivers have this fantasy about becoming a tunnel instructor. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to work in the tunnel. It's yeah. going to be so sick. I'm going to be yeah. so good. I'm going to be a shredder in no time. Yeah. And it seems to me a lot like a fantasy. Like of a, It's probably a too-good-to-be-true to sort of thought. And uh, I want to hear your take on what it's like to work in skydiving, fantasize about being a tunnel instructor, and work as a tunnel instructor. Uh, honestly, uh, I'm I'm digging it. I'm two years in. I like it. Um, but I will tell you, uh, if you're working as, let's say, a tandem instructor right now, and you know how you get you get those stupid questions that one person asks because you're taking one person. Multiply that by twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but don't don't you feel like that's a little bit uh, more efficient? At least you get to address the question with twelve people at a time. Yeah, like in, in no, a they're classroom? all asking it at different times. Well, so like what? It's like nobody's listening to t- the question. Tell me, tell me. An ex- like, so I know where my goggles. How high do we go? I can I can understand the skydiving questions. Um, what do you get? What's the t- what are the tunnel flying questions? The tunnel flying is this? T- is my jumpsuit too big? In uh, my little thing that I tell people when I'm handing them their jumpsuit is the jumps. I know in the video it said if your jumpsuit is too big, let your instructor know. You don't need to let me know that your jumpsuit's too big because I know your jumpsuit's too big. I should be taking notes right now. Everyone, at at least at least one person per class asks if it's too big, and I in in my mind I want to say. Yes, it's too big. I gave it to you for that fucking reason. Shut the fuck up and put your shit on and sit down. And I go, oh, no, it's fine. It's great. Keep it on. <laughs> and you feel a tiny bit of your soul die every time a you have to bit. do that? But uh, I, I enjoy it. Um, I like it a lot, honestly. Um, you know, there's a handful of iFly employees out there that are complaining about iFly. I really, to, to be completely honest with you, I really don't have anything to complain about iFly. I'm, I do, I, I know I'm a little worker bee, so I go in and do little worker bee things. I do my job, and then I go home, you know? I fly my dick off. I don't have a dick It anymore. came off. It's off. It's in <laughs> the tournament. Jeez, that is awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. So, uh, you know, Laura Wagner, IBA. Yeah. Uh, she mentioned to me a couple months ago that they're thinking about uh, redoing the classroom video. Whoa. So you're going to have to give me all the good notes. Okay. And we can... Uh, take that. Take the part out where Chris says, uh, if your jumpsuit is too big, tell your instructor. And it's got Kylie. Kylie from the from Team uh, Aspire. Yeah, the little girl. Yeah, the little mm-hmm. girl. It's got her. That's her. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. She's wearing a gray jumpsuit as a joke. And she's like... Bleh. 
and they got oh, and what is yeah, it? Yoko's Yoko there. Mm-hmm. T- takes it. You know, uh, don't put that in there. Okay, I'll get rid of that part. Yeah, because it's like, it, and to me, that triggers the question. <laughs> yeah, for sure, it puts it in people's heads. Yeah, but no, I think. Uh, you know that that video was made when Austin was pretty new. Yeah, it's got Joey Meyer in it. It's got Waz. It's got <laughs> yeah, Texas in Tex- it, looking all yeah. little boy. Yeah, it's got a lot. But of no, I think that with the number of tunnels that are open now, and with the number of instructors that could have a little bit of input about what they think the classroom video needs to consist of, and what parts of it now that work well, and yeah. maybe some things that need to be added, things that need to be taken out. I, in my opinion, I f- I feel like it's a little too long. It's a little long. It's four minutes, four and a half minutes. How long do, would you like it to be? At two. At two minutes. You can cut. Literally, you can cut half of it out. Just cut straight to the point. Two minutes. So All right, guys. You're here to fly. Keep your chin up. Straighten your legs. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Jumpsuit so, fits go. great. You're but higher. wait a minute. <laughs> I, so I have a question on that. And this is based off what you've done because I, I, have you seen Spaceland's newest tandem training video that him and Braden Smith did? No. I you, dude, it's, it is it's good, good but enough. it's long. It's, it's long, but it's so worth it. Go watch it. You will yeah, enjoy it. Cool. Like, I absolutely enjoyed watching it. And now if I have a friend go make a skydive, I have no issue staying to watch the video. Yeah. And you don't have to feel embarrassed about it. No. Yeah, cool. And I actually, I, I, I actually, uh, I'm hoping, you know, Robert, the uh, speakeasy manager? Yes, sir. He's supposed to be coming out this next Wednesday to do a jump with me. And I want to build a little bit of a round with, like, Ben Nelson, you. I want to let uh, Nicole and Steven know cool. because we've all eaten dinner there with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, if you're available Wednesday and we show up, I'd like to to do that together. Yeah, I think we could do that. Um, yeah, dude. I meant to bring my rig. I forgot my rig. I was gonna have you take it back to the DZ. No, I actually thought that with this going on today, that we might see you out there making the skydive. You know, uh, I've made I've put a little note in my mind to to go out to the drop zone and jump to just go start jumping more since I, since we're not moving to New York. Sure. I, w- I wanted to go. Okay, since we're not going to New York, I want to do more. With me, let's do both of us a favor. Why don't you tell me and hit me up when you want to get current? Let's find a day that works for both of us and let's go get you current. Okay. Because that gets me jumping again a little bit more. Nice. I I, and I I try to jump more. I want to jump more in the summer. I get busy. I do. I, I don't want to be at the DZ when I'm not there, yeah. and I don't jump. And that is my my biggest problem is I'm at the DZ all the time. On my day off, I just don't yeah. want to go there. Yeah. When um, I'm when I'm done with work, I want to go home and play video games and sit around. Dude, video games. Yeah. Have you been playing? I know you talked Shut about Shut up. <laughs> We're not going to video games. <laughs> video games was just a key to take me to another conversation. Oh, okay. Right. He's segueing. Have you been playing D and D? Uh, actually, I'm going. I'm hopefully going to be playing uh, with a group here soon on Roll Twenty. Uh, what Roll Twenty dot net? I think so. So you're playing online D and D. Kind of. So it's, hold on. It's still for those of us who uh, Dungeons dated, and Dragons. Yeah, I know what Dungeons and Dragons is. Okay, but I was busy uh, having fun with girls yeah, and having friends when I was here. What's that? But That's uh, weird. that so sounds what, stupid. What is I made a game, love to an orc. <laughs> what does a game of D and D look like? If I this. if I stumbled upon a group of people, this playing, is what it looks this. like. It's just like this. We have yeah. a table in the middle of us. Kay. Usually, there's a large map, so we can get. Yeah. We, we're not even playing like it's a board. The map just gives us a picture of the world. Yeah. And every now and then, another card or graphic will come out to show us a, like, sometimes you'll get, like, here's a room so you can know where you can and can't go. But most of it's like, hey, yo, man, so what are you? Oh, you're a rogue? What are you? Oh, you're a wizard? Rogue and wizard were my two favorite by far. I'm a rogue. 
Dude, gnome rogues. Look up the stats of gnomes. Look up the stats of rogues. Oh, you guys are going to lose Dude. me so fast. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to stop right D- there, D- but D- look them D- up. D&D is a lot easier to play than you think. It lo- the book, it looks intimidating, but it's it's really... To break... The hardest thing is building a character, but to really break down the game, it's everything that you... Your character would do because you're all, you're limited purely by your imagination. You're not limited to like video game mechanics where you can and can't do certain things. You're limited to your imagination only. So you can like you could. I, I, there's a bunch of shit you can do. As you're talking, yeah. I just had a flashback of a Key and Peel skit that uh, that I. What is that? The one who's like, I want to be a giant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good Kanye one. the Giant. Yeah, yeah, that's Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. That's legit. That's, yeah. Uh, but anything that you would have to do, anything that you would do that would require, like, um, let's say you're trying to jump on something, or if you're trying to hit something, or if you're trying to do anything, anything that you try to do, you have to roll a save. And you, see, you throw all this dice, and you see how well you did. And that's it. Dude, that's and the game. you would fuck it's with so each easy. other, man. We, You sit around as a group drinking, smoking, whatever, yeah, whatever you partake you in, awesome. whatever you do, and you sit around and you shoot the shit. And like... So one guy is the, the DM. GM is for general games, game master. For for Dungeons and Dragons, DM is dungeon master. Dungeon master. And you 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 roll you run the game like so. All right, guys, yeah. you're walking through a forest. It's an elven forest. You have this. And yeah, fast forward. And you yeah. describe it. If, the this, whole, if this was a YouTube video, I'd be fast forwarding. <laughs> you torture the fuck out of each other, yeah, man. It's, it's great. It's, so it I, I'm going to end the D&D. It's fun. I bet it's, it's fun. It's a social game. It's I'm going to end fun. the D&D conversation right here because here's where I really wanted to go. You actually made it go further than we, I wanted to. Yeah, thanks, I Nick. fucked up. Have you played Sorry, D&D world. in real world or just online? In online. Both. You're about to. Real world. I want to get together with a group and play something yeah. sometime. So let's get like let me know what you're doing when you're doing it. If you're not doing anything, let's find a couple of our mutual friends who are interested in playing D and D. Let's throw together a regular game night. Okay. Because really, Nick, it's just a bunch of fucking idiots hanging out talking shit. Yeah. I don't know if you know how to do that. You know, and you, you don't <laughs> even have to. You get. You don't even have to make a serious character. You can make a joke character and just <laughs> like you. Sh- you uh, your wand I'm is not, your penis. I'm not good at pretending. You don't have to pretend. I'm not good at this. There's nothing stuff. to pretend, dude. It's funny shit, dude. Oh my god, it's so much. Rathbone, fun. the ultimate yeah. gnome thief. Yeah. Anyways. What were you talking? Oh, so you, so his video. You need to see the Space okay. Land Tandem training video. And the thing that you say about two minute length, I think letting Nick have a little bit of creative control because just the instruction. How long is it? It's how long is it, Nick? The Six Tandem inches. video. Yes. Tandem video. So we got five minutes of Bill Booth that uh-huh. we can't do anything about. Yeah. And then there's ten minutes, maybe it's twelve, ten or twelve minutes that we made. Yeah. Of but. So it's it's in depth for sure. It takes them through the but, entire process, and that's why I'm saying you should like l- let him do some stuff because but it's it's pretty yeah. watchable for the for the duration of it's pretty watchable. Okay. But uh, I know that with your guys's uh, like your the length of the class plays a part. Like when it's busy, like if that video was much longer, it's gonna start yeah. clogging things up, Holy right? Moly. But still, three and minutes. We got a few minutes. guys that are just crazy, crazy slow. Crazy slow. What do you mean? They just talk too much? Well, or they, you mean slow gearing up students? Both. Like in the class, they just, it's like, get to the point. Like the video, the video told, said everything. Like you don't need to go over anything else. There's nothing you need to go over. Chin up, leg straight. But that's it. Like my class, I like, and I've, I've broken it down. My class is, when I teach a class, it's probably a minute and 30 seconds. Like I go, hand signals, stretch. When you're in there, stretch out. That's all you got to do. When you wake up in the morning, stretch. Do it. That's it. Leg straight. Keep your leg straight the whole time. 
bend your legs a little, chin up. We're taking pictures of you. Relax, breathe, hold still. Any questions? Do That's it. Let's do it. I agree with what you just said, and actually, I think you gave us that at Spaceland because at Spaceland, the old video was so bad that part of the tandem instructor manual written for Spaceland includes the things when you go into class, you need to emphasize these six points. Number one, they are the most important, and number two, you need to emphasize them. In my opinion, because the video would lose the student, yeah, and you need to make sure it hits. Yeah, it's where your video, it's there. Like I've actually watched the I video. I want to see it now. I think four I times now. It. It's decent. And yeah. I've enjoyed it each time, and each time I've taken something different away about what I enjoyed about it. Your harness could hold up the plane. You're taking out. You're flying in cool. today. Yeah, I Dope. mean, I, I think with skydiving, there's a lot more. There's just there a lot. There's a lot more room for someone to fuck it up. You know. Sure. Like we gotta load an airplane safely. We gotta ride in the airplane safely. We gotta That's get to the door. Things. We gotta exit. That's yeah. a lot of. D20s we gotta do free really. fall. We gotta a lot of what? open the D20s. parachute. We gotta fly the parachute. We gotta land the parachute. Yeah. Um, but the twenties. Yeah, yeah, that's the twenty side to die. Yeah, it's to determine. Oh, okay. You. Back in the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. All right, dude. I got I got all my dice still. I got a hand, I got a big bag. I don't have a big bag. I just got I got a handful of probably two of each. I oh, think nice. I have two of each. Um, so you're saying all the instruction can be done in two minutes, and I don't disagree with that idea, and I don't think 12 minutes is what y'all need, but if you think it can be done in two minutes, I, I think we let him it, have three to four would be worth yeah. it. Make it a similar length, just make it more relevant and uh, more entertaining. Definitely, it definitely needs to be more entertaining, like when the... Because uh, I sat in it recently, because I was, I was thinking about wh- what I teach the class, and it's I just wanted to go back and look and see what the video teaches the class because the video teaches them some stuff i wanted to see what the video so i rewatched it recently and i cut out legitimately three-fourths of the, my own class when i go in because i don't need to repeat like that it's noisy in there i don't need to repeat like how to grab the door i don't need to repeat a lot of those Do you things. repeat that chris dixon has over five thousand hours flying in the tunnel uh, so you're in good hands yeah somebody at the who who is it there's a guy that works at woodlands that gets called Chris every time. So when people come out of the come video. out of the classroom, they call him Chris, and they just keep calling him Chris. He who, doesn't look anything. Like, I don't. I think it might be John Reinhardt, one of our. Dude, I like him know. a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. Did John you make Reinhardt. this first video? No. Okay. No. They hired some big company and paid way too much money. Yeah. And I'm gonna do a better job for a lot less money. Yeah, for flight time is what it, what I hear. Is that what you get paid in? They'll give me either one. Okay. They do it. They sound good. Sounds. I uh, dude, I think it's so dope, and I I write man every now and then I throw a little props and a little love out to my friends, you know, a mutual aid international and straight up guys. If you have a business, if you have something, you will need something done with video production. Mr. P is the. I tell everybody about him. Shit, yeah. he is a very hardworking technician. I'll yeah. say that I'm hard. I'll agree with that. I'm hardworking, and, and sometimes I get lucky. Yeah. I actually watched, uh, I told John this earlier, I made some videos for the IBA for the competition that happened at the Woodlands, Mm -hmm. and I I really like when I get to watch something when it's been quite a long time since I made it, and I get to watch it, then I get a lot more, because when I'm working on something, when I'm editing, it's like I'm almost in that world, you know, it's so much in my brain, all the footage that I had to go through, there are all still little bits of it floating around in there, so it's hard for me to get an objective look at what I've made. But the the thing I liked about watching those today is I it had been long enough that I just didn't re- really remember the videos, didn't really remember what was in them, 
and I really liked watching it. And I was like, all right, I did all right. Yeah. We're okay. Man, you I'm not embarrassed nice. of my work. It is a mess. Dude, you do you do a quality job. There was I, zero I about appreciate it. that. And they, sure. they don't always come out uh, exactly yeah. how I meant. Well, DJ and I are definitely I, I, sucking you off right now. Huh? I said DJ and I are definitely sucking you off. That's right fine. Now. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And straight up, Nick Law is available for hire for your video projects. Yeah. And sexual favors. And sexual favors. And uh, he's got a drone. He does excellent drone work. I actually, this uh, the he's city of Pearland, my hometown, or my hometown where I live, uh, Valerie, very much love the city of Pearland. I seriously do. It's Pearland. We make the Little League World Series regularly. There's all sorts of things about Pearland I know I probably should. Little League World Series. That's badass. Cool. Yeah, yeah they, just, they were showing, when I went and got my haircut, they were showing the Little League World Series. Yeah, I was it's, watching it. It's this time of year. It's crazy. It goes from now through basically uh, September-ish, and yeah. uh, Pearland is in multiple occasions been in the series and Whoa. gone pretty far. Wow. We're known for our Little League team. Uh, the top Little 15 League. growing cities in America is the current ranking. Uh, Conroe, Conroe is currently Cornrow. number one. Cornroe. Cornroe. I Corn- cannot call anything but. Yeah. It is currently ranked number one in the uh, U.S. Or most, in- as the, the uh, highest growing city. Yeah. Fastest growing city? Fastest, yeah, fastest growing. Conroe, Texas? Conroe yeah. is fastest Pearland growing. is, yeah. there's a lot of, oh. a lot of fastest, there's yeah, three fastest right. growing cities in America are in, are in Houston. Yeah. Around the Houston area. But dude, back to our economy, back to our cost of living, our yeah. resiliency, man. We have there's three people you work for in the city. Explains the in goddamn this, traffic. Yeah, you work no for joke. oil, you work for medical, or you work for space. Yep. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm an ca- engineer doing CAD design. For what? Things that build pipelines. What do you do for a living? We build tool and equipment. For what? Gas company. Yeah. What do you do for a living? Uh, I build machinery for uh, medical. Yeah. Everybody works. For, and dude, we're not losing any of the three anytime soon. Yeah, no. I mean, space, that's a small one. Yeah. Medical. SpaceX is coming coming in hot. Dude, they're dope. SpaceX. Have you seen? Do you keep are they coming them? to Houston? Yeah. No. No. no they're oh, coming, I they're they're coming in hot. Yeah, they are coming in hot. They do some shit. How, yeah. how many? Uh, so first of all, they recently landed the their first rocket that they've launched and landed multiple times. Uh, so yeah. far, I think every landing had been a new different rocket. Where now they've actually multiple used the same rocket yeah. more than one time. So. Have you, have you guys seen Elon Musk plan to colonize Mars? Dude, I asked eight someone. Years. I asked someone this years. today if someone had seen this presentation. No, it's, I have not. It's great, man. Yeah. It's really good. It's so cool. Please share it. So his his plan Please. his plan is to make pretty much a railroad to Mars. Explain that. So basically, uh, there's going to be he wants to have all these um, basically ca- cars in in a uh, orbit that when Mars comes around, leaves the orbit and then goes on a trajectory towards Mars and then orbits Mars until it is able to come back, you know, and he wants to have a whole bunch of these and that will make uh, traveling to Mars cheaper because now you have all, you can just hitch a ride on this thing to Mars, you know, once every two years, isn't it? Yeah. And he's going to make it, it's going to be super So cheap. we're just going to fly to space, get on this box, so to speak. Yeah. That basically slingshots itself to Mars. Bingo. And then eventually it slingshots itself back to, Earth. I was going to say America, but yeah. Earth. America. Yeah. <laughs> and, but they want to build a, like, they want to build universities and stuff on, on Mars. How this long is, is it going to take to go from here to Mars? Seven months. I'm in. Seven months. Actually, I want to see what Mars is about first. Yeah. Time out. So yeah. in, in his presentation, he talks about uh, kind of how 
right now the people who are there's no overlap with the people who are willing to go to Mars and the people who can afford to go to Mars. So the cost of it is is very high. Yeah. And Soon it's going to the cost yeah, is going to go move, down. It's going to it's going to every day that gets closer yeah. to to being aligned, right? Uh this is going to sound really unrelated. You're a South Park fan, right? No. Yes. No? Nope. I, yes. Do you know the Underpants Gnome episode, South Park? Yes. Mm, I know that no. Yeah. You know that one. Okay, <laughs> yeah. now we're switching back and forth. We're backwards. Do, do you remember when they're like step one, stale underpants, step three, profit, and nobody uh-huh. knows what step two is? Okay. Yeah. Yes. He makes this joke in his presentation. It's fucking cool. hilarious. He's like, step one, ri- or step one, steal under, like he says something about steel underpants, Funny. and nobody catches the joke, I'm and I lost we've my had, mind. had this conversation it's, before on the podcast it's now. so great. Down to the like, no, yes for me. Cool. Um, so continue with like I need to know more about this because I knew it was a plan, but eight yeah. years. Eight, he wants to do it in eight years. Eight years. And the thing is, is like when he when they're talking about building like colon colonizing Mars, um, having universities and stuff, and then manufacturers and manufacturers, and then they're gonna have things is that like the manufacturers are gonna be able to put you know Mars certified material. So then that's gonna be whatever. But uh, since the gravity in Mars is lighter than Earth's, it's easier to take off from. And so they're they're thinking that Mars will be the space hub, the new space hub. And so when we start colonizing That's just our start. That's Mars is gonna be the one Mars is we're not gonna go directly to Earth. We're gonna go to Mars, do shit on Mars, and then So Star Trek's bullshit because yeah. it made Earth base. And then they from Mars from Mars they can they can uh, go land little rockets on asteroids and have asteroids orbit Mars and mine asteroids and then send that back to uh, Earth, you know? There's just so much you can do with Mars. Mars isn't just a planet that you can... That'll be a new planet. It's just... It it has everything. Did you see the movie Martian? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Matt, good. Matt, Matt Damon. Matt yeah. Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> really love that movie. Me too. Excellent. Um... Dude, this is. I mean, I'm right now. My mind's blown because back. I didn't realize it was was that soon. Yeah. So, colonize Mars in eight years, or be at the beginning. Of colonize in eight years. So be start, be colonized. either either start colonizing or be colonized. You know, in eight I years. heard them talking about how they were going to send people to the moon again in the near future. Yeah, Did you hear mo- anything about that? Yeah, I don't. The moon, the moon landing's the moon, fake. The moon. <laughs> the moon, in my opinion, has no real. Has no real anything. The only true value to the moon landing, in, in no, my it's opinion, practice spending, setting a spacecraft out there. That's true. what it's right there. It was a it was a okay. baby step to go. How do we get to Mars? We needed to get to the moon to get to Mars, and we don't need Mars. We need to get to Mars to get to everywhere else. As you suggested, as Elon Musk is saying, it's a stepping stone. Yeah, it's a base. So I really don't think we need Mars as much as we need. We, we don't want to be on Mars as much as we need Mars to go to the next step. Yeah. It's the next place. So how you've seen Elon Musk's version of this. How much more do you know beyond what you've seen from his presentation? Uh, not much. Um, skeptical, I, hip, skeptical hippo? Where are you at on it? I love it. I love the idea. You think it's going to happen? I think it's doable with the way SpaceX is moving along right now. Um, NASA, like a lot of the astronauts, astronauts are catching rides on, on Russian rockets to space. Um, which, by the way, costs $70 million for a seat. $70 million for one seat. What's SpaceX there. charging? Because they're about, well, they, they've already advertised some prices. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what they're charging. I don't know what they're charging, but uh, it's definitely going to be a lot cheaper 
because they're going to have reusable rockets, and reusable rockets is obviously cuts the cost big time. Yeah, I I think that traditional space travel is like a 90... 90 some percent is wasted. Jeez. And I think he, I, I think SpaceX's plan is to exactly reverse that ratio. I'm okay with that. Where instead of uh you know you're reusing 90%. Yeah. Instead of the you know 10%. Yeah. I mean what do they really get back from like a traditional NASA mission? What do they get back the little lunar module, the little That's about it. Th- that little cone-shaped thing. The rest of that rocket is yeah. just floating around in the atmosphere. Yeah. It's crazy. Or it re- I think it might re-enter, but it burns up. On yeah, I think some stuff, depending on what stage of the trip, it leaves the rocket. Some stuff falls back in and uh, burns up in the atmosphere. Yeah, sure. But I think the term I've heard it re- referred to is space junk. Like there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of shit just floating around up there. <laughs> Dude, you should you, s- you don't you don't even run into any of it. You don't run into it. So uh, hopefully, yeah. so well, little for, people, big sky. <laughs> You're going to run into it at some point. So um, maybe Randy Randy Morgan. I don't know if you know him. Yep. He's a jumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what his job is? No. He's a trajectory officer. Whoa. A trajectory officer. So I, I've done a tour at NASA through. Space you go to NASA. Cool. You go. Th- you go through. Yes. This this map is unbelievable. So you can go to NASA and the tour by going through the front, or you can know somebody who works there to take you in the back door Whoa. tour. Randy Morgan works as a trajectory officer. Every day they wake up, they look at what space junk's in the sky, the trajectory of the space station, the trajectory of all the junk. They have it all tracked that they can track. Cool. And every day, the traje- a trajectory officer sits in mission control and tells Capcom, tells the boss there, the hey, likelihood? you need to know. You need to adjust your course. You need to change the trajectory of the space station by this degree, or we need to make any arrangements they need Whoa. to make. So there is a, there, there is a team whose job is to keep trajectories organized. Yeah, I'm curious if we can just like catch any of that stuff. I want to say that they uh, tried to send something up with a net to, oh. to see if they could start collecting it, and then that thing ran into a debris and then became debris itself. I, I don't know if that's true or not, Oof. but I feel like I've heard that story. And by the yeah. way, Mr. Morgan, I'm sorry if I'm misquoting any of his job. We, we sat in mission control uh, and there's a there's a observation room, and he explained. I, I nerded out with Randy, cool. dude. That sounds like a cool cool conversation, dude. Uh, you you're into space? Oh yeah. Um, hit hit up Randy Morgan. Okay. And uh, I'll tell you more about it later because I don't want to broadcast all of his information there. Yeah. I'll tell you I've sat in the mission director's chair for cool. the space shuttle, uh, mission control, which is a closed room now. They yeah. don't use it for anything at the moment. I've sat with well, right now they might, but the moment I sat in it, yeah. um, there were two Apollo mission controls. There was two Apollo mission controls because Apollo missions were happening so regularly. One was being prepped while one was hot. It's an yeah. upstairs and a downstairs, and then they would switch. Downstairs is hot. Upstairs is prepping. Vice versa. They were, cool. they, they were constant. Basically, NASA used to be SpaceX going all the time. Yeah, and uh, well, NASA doesn't have to spend as much money now, so. I wish that they, the government would give them more money so that they could spend more on doing cooler stuff. Hopefully, the, well, hopefully uh, Musk gets this done because yeah. I just I just happen to be looking up the SpaceX travels. Eighty one million is what we pay the Russians to get a, uh, our guy up in a Soyuz. Yeah, he, we could pay Elon a lot less, and also finance this entrepreneur. Yeah, there, there, there's a big win win here. Well, they NASA is already NASA is already uh, uh, hired. Hired is contracted. Contracted SpaceX. Which hired same. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Um shit, I forgot what I was saying, man. Sorry. That's all good. That's what happens. That's that's where my brain is. Yeah. 
I've got the memory of a goldfish, though. <laughs> how do you know how good a goldfish's memory is? You know what? They tested that on MythBusters. It's yeah. actually not bad. It's like a, it's a pretty good. Memory. It's on MythBusters. Yeah. It's true because they got a hot redhead. Yeah. Ooh. I don't. Is she still on MythBusters? No. No, they have their own show now. The White Rabbit Theory. Yeah. yeah. So uh, closer to the end of MythBusters, they let the three of them go, and I think it was a budget thing. I uh. like the whole. The whole thing they said, man, that they're 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 good, they're great, but our budget is reduced because the popularity is yeah. reduced, and they had to let somebody go, yeah. and it's the guys who quote unquote star on the show or not. Netflix hired the three of them. They started a show called White Rat Rabbit Project, cool. similar overall, uh, but not the it? same way. Um, if you like MythBusters and especially those three, which I, I do enjoy, it, it's Tori Bellucci, uh, Grant Imahara, and Carrie Byron is the three mm. names. Um, yeah, I'm a nerd. Goddamn MythBusters fanboy over here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, dude, Carrie Byron and an Asian boy. They were on the show together. I was into it. I thought I had a chance. Very nice. <laughs> um, it, it is interesting. I like I like things that have science in it, even yeah. if it's not an accurate science, and I don't think their show is an accurate science. I think it's a lot better than I can do. I think it's a lot smarter than I can yeah, do. Yeah, I'm a pretty dumb guy. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face as you said it sold me. <laughs> Yeah. Totally sold me. Um, we so we were talking about SpaceX, and, and you were looking something up when I asked him, "Where do you think we're at with the Mars? Eight years is what they're saying." I mean, I think it's doable. Listening to his presentation, he makes it all sound pretty attainable. Yeah, like he, he makes a pretty crazy thing sound uh, really reasonable. Yeah, John F. Kennedy and did it with the moon. He said, eight years, eight years, boom, we're on the moon." Yeah, I mean, Elon Musk is certainly someone who gets things done. And I really liked uh, they had a Q and A session at the end, and I really liked his answers to all of the questions. It was just obvious that he had put put real he had thought about all of these things. It wasn't like he just was throwing this together and talking to the world about going to Mars mm-hmm. and hadn't really like every issue that that someone had brought up. You could tell it's an issue that had that he had been discussing with someone else before. Yeah, and you know, someone asked him like, why, like why. Why go? Why do do all this to go to Mars? And it was it was a very JFK response of like, because this is you know this is what's going to push us forward. It's hard and it's you know yeah. it's going to bring out the best why, in people. Why stop? Yeah. I, why stop? I I really liked. It. I think you'll like if if you watch that presentation. I think you'll like it. Oh, I'm dude. I'm straight up. You I you posted already. I do plan on watching that. Of all the things we talked about tonight that I will see, that will probably be the first one or read yeah, or listen to. How long is sure. the presentation? It's like an hour and yeah. hour and ten minutes. Dude, Elon Musk is a fucking genius. I mean, for sure. the cars, Tesla, for, Tesla, the car, dude. First of all, do you this side stupid knowledge that a lot of us do know? Do you know what the models spell? What's no. what models Teslas exist? I don't know. The S, the X, the three. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Y's coming, I believe. You know, Sexy. He uh he he mentioned something about the uh the big Falcon rocket. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the car uh the, the three is the one coming out right now, and I believe thirty five thousand dollars you can buy an electric car. Whoa. I did not I, I knew it was coming. I did not think we were that close to an affordable electric yeah. car. Well, he also has another thing about uh, mega, mega warehouse. What do you mean a, mega a warehouse? Mega warehouse. So basically it's like a, a mega factory, mega factory. That's what it is, a mega factory. He's got a me- he was talking about mega factories and how it's kind of a self-sustaining factory, but it's like humongous. 
I don't know. I, I can't re- really. He talks about efficiency, uh, so, uh, power, like um, uh, renewable energy, all that kind of stuff in this mega fa- this mega factory. I can't remember. Have the, you seen what the, he's done with solar power recently? Yeah. My with next the, roof, the home tiles, the roof tiles. My yeah. next roof is going to be made by Elon Musk. I can put solar panels on my roof made by his company that will power my house for less than I can put the current roof that's on my house. And it will last longer. And it will produce energy. Mm -hmm. I've wanted to have solar for so long. You do also have to, because like, uh, you do have to look into the regulations. Absolutely. For for that kind of stuff with your state and your city. Yes. Because there's a regulations that, because there's been some people that have gotten into trouble using solar renewable energy on their property. You know, and you think that's bullshit. They well, kind of, but there's yeah. there's a, there has to be regulations. Yeah, a a big part of it is HOAs, homeowners associations. Yeah. Fortunately, the HOA we live in is very moderate, very reasonable. Um, one of the reasons we chose this neighborhood is, dude, I got a homie Terry Bennett lives a few miles away from me <coughs> in a brand new neighborhood, super super nice community, uh, same size home we live in, same size lots. Yeah. He bought the home. He, he had the home built. And he got a letter in the mail from his homeowners association saying, your grass has not been mowed. If you don't mow your grass, it had been installed for a week, by the way. Fresh sod installed for a week. Had not been mowed. Of course, in the summer, things in Houston grow like a fucking tower. For sure. Um, If it's not mowed within this many days, you will be fine this much. Whoa. And he sent them a very polite letter or called them. I forget how he did it. But I don't own the house yet. They're still building the house. The house is still under construction. They installed the yard early. I I don't own the house. Your name on the your name is on the homeowners association deed. You need to do mow the grass, or we're fining you. Jesus. A lot of the HOAs in the West End of Pearland are that way. Yeah, and there's huge, huge taxes with in the HOA in the homeowners association. Uh, his his fees are. Um, are like eight or close to a thousand dollars a year Jeez. for his HOA. Yeah. Um, granted, they have a water park inside their HOA. Hmm. Um, our HO fee is like a buck eighty. Yeah. That's a huge difference. Also, yeah. it's a different tax place. Yeah. Um, so I think the solar panels will work on our roof. Um, I do believe I'm not 100 percent sure. Houston and Texas is very um, renewable energy friendly because the oil industry does. They're they're not dumb. Yeah. No. They see the switch coming. Yeah. If I was if I was at a, Oil tycoon, I would for sure be making the switch. There's two things that are about to change in our world over the next so many years, and one of them is renewable energy, and the other one is marijuana. Yeah. And Marble, whatever company that is, owns enough rights to marijuana that they're going to keep making their money. Yeah. And oil and gas owns enough rights to to renewable energy. They'll keep making their money. They ain't fools. Yeah, no, for sure. They 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 don't make a lot of money because they're stupid. They ain't into tobacco and power yeah. because they like it. They're into tobacco and power because it's money. Yeah. So they they will figure it out, man. So I do think I'm in a in a friendly area to have good. Dude, could you imagine having fucking solar man, energy? Talk about your electric bill being nothing. Dude, it's pretty dope. We actually yeah. do a good job manage our bill. We're very good on, on how we use electricity, but nothing. Kristen and I are terrible. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> We're Dude, bad. We, our other house we rent out, and we actually include utilities with the with the bills, and there is a distinct difference between what we lived in it and what they live in it. Yeah. Kristen I mean, and I sleep at 60 degrees at night. 60 degrees, we love it. Val bitches about 70. Yeah. But Val, Val's like, I, I bitch about 72. Yeah. Val would bitch about 72, but I tell Val, if it's, uh, we can turn it up, but I'm not going to cuddle. 
Yeah. And she's like, I leave it at 70. If 70 gets you to spoon up against me, I'm like, I'm down because I do want to press against your naked little body. But it needs to be 70 for me to touch that hot oven of a body of yours because she is a fucking oven. I get hot at 60. Really? 60 degrees. God, dude, I start shivering at 70. I have to to take the covers off of me. How's it feeling here right now to you? This feels great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel great. And I don't know. The thermostat said at 68, but this room is nowhere near what the thermostat room is. Kristen's a heater. I can't get close. I have to. I'm an edge sleeper though, so and she takes up the majority. Yeah, of that. I th- are you an edge sleeper, DJ? No, man. God, um, I am. Me too. Just uh, I'm a, I take my half. The only reason I go over my half, you get half, is to go to, to see Valerie. Yeah. You get half. Valerie refuses to hog I the bed. I want half. <laughs> Valerie refuses. I want half. <laughs> Listen to this, Sam. You need to share. Sam, oh, that she's little watching. skinny butt of yours hey, can't take Sam. up that much space. Nope, nope, no, she's so not. So get your penay butt. She got mad that I was talking about the you bed. You son of a bitch. Oh, Kristen's watching. What's up, Kristen? How you doing, Hey, girl? Kristen, will you marry me? Nope. She married John Barry she, already. Suck it. Oh, it says Kristen Barry joined. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, she's I, been watching off and on. Man, uh, she's been in and out. I actually keep... This, this iPad yeah. here has all the same comments and things going on. And every now and then I'll read a comment that, that I'll have joined. Because I can't. Oh, read she said yes. Well. She said she's gonna marry me. Oh. Oh. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. He's faking it. You know, he actually cries like that when he has sex as well. <laughs> Just so, yeah. Is that true? Kristen, does he cry during sex? <laughs> I wanna know. John, you're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> Dude. Right. Oh my god. Did you see uh DQ my quote of the day for DQ? Did I, not. I never felt so bad for, for a turd. Oh yeah. Oh. And apparently he was in the bathroom the other day listening to this. With some an anonymous dude, person. With some dude taking a taking a dookie. Oof. And he was uh, I mean he was really working on really that. Really pushing. Yeah, Oof. yeah. And DQ was like, I've never felt bad, felt so bad for Funny. a turd. <laughs> turd comes out all traumatized. Yeah, like ah. it's counseling. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads to the question of the of the show. Do you wipe from front to back or back to front? I, I hike a leg and I wipe from front <laughs> he, he to back. He knew it was coming. Yeah. I'm a back to front. So I've See, actually I, analyzed my wiping much more and my nipples do not get hard when I wipe. Yeah, I'm sure that was just a stand-up bit. Okay. He actually, we were at dinner one night and he, I was at dinner I tried here. To sh- I tried to show you that bit the other day. It's Chad Daniels. Uh, when I handed you my, my new Skull Candy headphones... That's the bit that I loaded up on there. Skull candy. I like. Did I not get candy. all the way through it? Yeah. No, you you had a canopy canopy coaching. You had to go. Uh, and I feel so, every now and then I'll miss videoing the landing, and I feel like shit when I do because you know they're paying me to video their landing. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, whoops! I didn't do my job. Um, thankfully, I usually miss something that was. They're like, I'm glad you missed that one. It was it was mediocre. It was nothing good or bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you were ready for that question, weren't you? Mm-hmm. The wipe. You, oh yeah, you've thought about. I was it. waiting for it. Yeah. So, yeah. See, I really think that it's. I do. It, this is how I look. This is me. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nick Reyes was the last person to answer this question, and he said, "Well, if you go the same direction the whole time, aren't you just like <laughs> pushing the mess across your asshole?" Yeah. Which I think is a reasonable point. Yeah. I. But I think when he said he wipes back the other way, for me, the the clear uh, distinction is whether or not you're reaching between your legs and having to go around your balls. Yes, sir. Because yeah. if, if you're going, if you're still going from the back and you push towards your balls, I still think that's fair yeah, game I do, because I do. you're just trying to chase the poo streak the yeah. other way, which is a reasonable strategy. I concur yeah, with you. I that's, do that. But I that's wipe, the real question. I wipe. I wipe. I wipe. I wipe until I see there's probably not much left. Until you're seeing more blood than poo. <laughs> and then I wipe the other direction to just like Nick Reyes was saying. I get a little yeah. <laughs> See, 
when I when I buy a new toilet or a toilet seat, it has to be the right shape because I am a man who prefers the oblong bowl because the oblong bowl I can just like pick up my junk, reach back, give it a wipe. The toilet seat has my butt cheeks already spread open. Think about this. Yeah. I have to do no. I don't have to spread a cheek. I don't have to pull a cheek yeah. up. I sat my fat ass down. The toilet spread seat spread my butt all open <laughs> yeah. for me. All I gotta do is lift up my junk, and that's not a lot of work for have me, you, guys. I like either, toilets that are about this high off the ground. Have either of you had any experience with a bidet? Yeah, I'm curious. Thailand, Dude, all over in Thailand, great. all over in Thailand. <sighs> but the ones, the ones in Thailand, it's a they're dirty, right? Oh, they're super gross. But there's a you reach back and there's like a little you know you know the little sprayer in the, the kitchen yeah in the in the sink in the kitchen the yeah. little sprayer it's one of those but the thing is rigged to go full nine hundred psi it'll <laughs> it'll go it'll inject water in your so asshole I wonder about some of my poopies and I just wonder like I'm super interested in a bidet but <laughs> is a bidet bad. really gonna like do the job yes yes so <laughs> the the company. When I bought my squatty potty, awesome. there was a there was a package deal where you got the squatty potty and the bidet for only like thirty dollars more, right? Nice. So the bidet gets its water. You just disconnect the hose that that uh, fills the supply toilet. hose. Yeah, and then you there's a little splitter. You put it onto the squatty potty thing, and the little tube comes off. So the only real backdraw about it is that, that it's cold. I mean, from okay. my my toilet water. I mean, I think you could probably put it under the sink too and get to the warm water, but that uh, might be too hot. Burn too your asshole! <laughs> no, dude, the cold. The it's the same thing. The the nine hundred psi on your asshole yeah. move. It's the same thing with uh, with my bidet. Is that you had to just gently like there were like ten, like you could turn it up to ten, right? Jeez. But the the, yeah. the good spot is like one and a half, maybe. Anything after that, and you're just but wrecking you're getting your an enema. Dude, it's more than that. Yeah. It's, it's an injectable enema. It's it's hardcore. Hardcore. But I loved it. I loved it. It was great, man. I I want one now. Dude, you can get them. I'm going to... Hold on. I'm going to find the link to the Squatty Potty Bidet so everyone can join in the glory that Kristen is rinsing your asshole a with aggressive water. It's Have great, you ever used know. a Squatty Potty or something like it? Yes. So I, I've never oh. used a Squatty Potty, but I've always understood it. And part of it is Jeez. is I, I, I actually lived in a culture where we squatted over ground. I've taken plenty of shit squatting over a hole in the ground Man. in Japan. So nice. And that opens you up. So when I do, and, and at this point in my life, I'm actually fairly clean, fairly regular. We'll just leave it at that description. Yeah. Uh, nothing bad at all. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. I, I eat a fairly good diet. Yeah, I, I'm like clockwork. Yeah, dude, I am. It, it's I got my times a day. Yep. It's, it's it's not always a guarantee, but pretty much lock it in. They're pretty consistent, pretty mm-hmm. clean. I mean, just one giant log, and I'm done. That's it. Yeah, Boom. I'm, and it makes me feel good because I'm treating myself, my body well. Yeah. Um, man, I had a dinner the other night, and I had to wipe. <laughs> the other night, Nick, it was not white front to back, back to front. It was wiping circles, bro. Like, <laughs> like wiping a marker. The booty scrub. Yeah. Um, I'll take my plastic trash can next to my, uh, my what's that thing called? Okay. Toilet. Uh-huh. And I'll just turn it upside down and use it as my potty oh, squad. Oh, nice. So yeah. that's my backup plan. Makeshift. Makeshift, yeah. yes. Poop better. Squatty <laughs> potty, dude. I love, I, I've, I used a couple, uh. I went and hung out with KDP and when Balake was still living here and Guru and they were all living at that house. They had a squatty potty. I had to take a shit so bad. I went in there and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, squatty potty. Oh, there it is. And how did it affect your pooping experience? I loved it. I love squatty potties. I 
from the beginning, I uh, like I heard, I think I first heard a, about a squatty potty from you, and then we looked looked at the squatty potty online for the first time for years ago, and ever since then I've been like, I need this, I need this. Have you ever shit in a hole in the ground? By the way, yes. How how did that work out for you the first time you did that? Fine. I had no when so when I moved to Japan we had a plastic toilet we could put over it. The first time I had to shit over the hole because I didn't have the time to put the plastic thrown on the hole. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. We wore slippers in the house. You know, it's all rice mat floors. We wore slippers everywhere we went. Yeah. I ran in the bathroom, kicked my slippers off behind the hole in the ground, put my hands on the slippers and just sat there and hovered my ass over the hole because i couldn't squat yet I, I just didn't have the balance i didn't have the flexibility the coordination whatever it was i couldn't squat yeah uh, it took maybe five six poops that way as like each one i got to a point where i could sit myself up and hold myself up but yeah. dude straight up imagine me just <laughs> yeah squat on the hole this that is, way this is this is me <laughs> yeah, I'm capable of that now very easily, but I was as a child I didn't have that balance of coordination. My my Japanese grandmother, she would visit she would go to American places with us and she lived in a 100% Japanese traditional home, rice paper doors, rice floor mat, um at the 100% traditional home. All kit and caboodle. Exactly. And so my mother has caught my grandmother in a western American toilet, the the, 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 the throne, standing on the seat, <laughs> squatting on the fucking uh, on the seat pissing over it that way i mean that, that's just like that's how she knows how to use the yeah. bathroom which dude think about it if you're going to a public restroom that might be the like the most sanitary version to yeah. do you're gonna get your shoes dirty bearing at your butthole dirty yeah yeah man i i have a hard time using i have a hard time dropping anchor in foreign waters uh <laughs> i used to be that way man but you know if i gotta go you gotta go i'm gonna make it if i gotta hover i'll hover yeah. i'm down with that man I, I can make it work um nick i told nick knows a story man about me Taking a dump in my house and breaking my toilet. <laughs> you know, what? Nick, I told this on here, didn't I, at some point? Yeah, I feel like I've heard this story. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I might not have been here. It might have been so a dro- the drop zone. I get home. I don't remember if I was going home from where. I don't remember what I was doing, but I got to take a dump. I got to take a dump. Bad. Yeah. I sit down. I am, I mean, it's coming out any second now. And right as I'm about to just bust ass, all of a sudden, I feel an explosion behind me, like the world behind me just gave away, and there's water pouring everywhere. Oh, shit. And yeah, thank God I hadn't yet. Uh, oh, my the God. The water tank behind me had busted, and apparently when I sat down and I was going to go, I was just adjusting myself, and I laid back against the tank, and just away, the whole tank just busted. Oh, brutal. So I jump up, and now there's water pouring everywhere. My phone was in my hand, because if you're not reading your phone while you're taking a shit, you better yeah. have a Playboy. That's just, just all I'm saying, man. Yeah. Um, so now my phone's in my hand. I drop it into the water. No! My pants are around my ankle. My pants are soaking wet. My phone is soaking wet, because the whole tank not just bust. Now the supply line's pouring out. Mm-hmm. I jump up, and I immediately turn around, and I turn the water off. As Whoa, I get, you, th- you think faster than it, I, I would have. Man, I'm like, what do I do? As soon as I get the water off, I immediately realize I got a phone. I pick up the phone, I put it someplace, and I stand it up so the speaker is down yeah. and the porch are down so any water would come out. And no water got in it, fortunately. If yeah. it landed in my pants, it got damp, like splashed on. Yeah. But that's it. Um, now I'm like, okay, I got that done, I got that done. Now I need to deal with this. <laughs> and this is water pouring everywhere. Yeah. So I grab a bunch of towels and I create a dam outside my bathroom door, my my, my shitter door, because I got a water closet, you know, the shitter by itself. Yeah. 
And I got this dam of towels. And okay, now, okay, I'm somewhere. And now I'm standing here with my fucking drawers around my fucking ankles. And I'm like, ah. So, okay, I take these off and I throw them in the bathtub. And now I'm good to go. Yeah. And I'm like, holy. At this point, I'm just like, holy. And it, I just, this is like 30 seconds worth yeah. of time. Holy fuck, maybe 10. And then I get towels and I start blotting up the water. Start mm-hmm. sprinkling the water. And when the towel, the white towel is bloody red all over. I look down and I slice my hand open. Oh, shit. The toilet porcelain broke. And the water faucet, the water, the knob, the faucet to uh, oh. turn off the water supply line, there was a piece of porcelain in there. And I just went, whoop. Oh. And, and dude, it's porcelain's so sharp. Sharp as fuck. So I never felt it. So Jeez. now I'm sitting in my shitty tank waters oh, with this open cup. God. Scared to death I'm going to get an infection. All this water over this place. Blood at this point is in a legitimate few spots. You know, this thing's pouring blood. Jeez. I don't know if I'm going to need stitches. I, I start tending to my hand and dealing with that. Get it all wrapped up and just say, fuck it. I got to get it wrapped nice Did and tight. Did you get stitches? No. Huh. Um, I, I actually talked to a couple medical friends, took a couple pictures. They say, try to like deal with it at night. Keep it this way. Treat it this way. Wrap yeah. it in this fashion. Um, tomorrow, see what you see. If you if you want to get stitches, you you can use a couple of stitches. But if you do these things to isolate it, you yeah. should be fine. Okay. Um, I don't think I talked to Menard on that one, but Bartstone Street, you know Bart. Yep. And Brian Menard. I borrowed one of his swing suits to do my first swing suit jump. Dude, he actually did my wing suit. His, but he had an old Birdman that he, fit me perfect. He actually did. I, I so I taught Bartstone. I took Bart on his first tandem, taught him how to skydive. Did his tandem, his cool. coach course, and his tandem course. And then he taught me to wingsuit and taught me to base jump. Cool. Bart is my homie, dude. Cool. It was so cool to see him become the teacher. Oh, my sister waved and said hello, and Debbie, you tuned in at the right time because hey. it's been super awesome up till now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, the, the my toilet exploded story is just fucking Jeez. a brutal day. I eventually get all the water cleaned up. I eventually get all done. I, I heal my hand. Val walks in, and I'm sitting on the couch, just like... Defeated. Yeah. And she walks, she's like, how are you... Do-? She could see it in my face. I'm like, so this is what just happened. <laughs> and every step of that story, you're going like, the fuck, yeah. dude? And I, I'm, I'm amazed I did respond the way I did. But um, yeah. I think you'd respond well. I mean, you and I are in our environments and our lives are trained to respond to emergency and, and calm. Yeah. You know? It, that's what we do okay. for a hobby. I, I probably wouldn't have thought quickly that as quick to turn off the water uh it's i it's the way my mind works oh yeah i my downside is my upside i'm a quick thinker it gets in my way sometimes oh i think so much sometimes i get in my own way and you know yeah. physically it's it's a, it's a stumbling block yeah uh sometimes i struggle at flying because i'm like overthinking Over, because, yeah. yeah 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 but then the upside you turn water off fast dude yeah, <laughs> yeah. man oh dude have you ever busted a water supply line on your toilet tank? No. It will flood your house. No, but I when I worked in construction, I did. So you've seen the flow rate at Holy out. shit. Dude, I, the old house, mowed the backyard. Like, the backyard is to mow the whole the whole yard. Weedy, mowed everything, less than an hour. Yeah. So I mowed just the backyard. That's all I did. Came back to the front, and there was straight up a stream pouring out my garage. Jeez. Go inside. The, pi- the, the water faucet, the, the hose on the back had broken. And it just started pouring water, and it flooded the bathroom, half our bedroom, soaked through the Jeez. walls, flooded our garage, poured out the rest of the way. 
Jeez. Dude, I sat there the entire day I, that, sucking up water with a I'm fucking so, water doctor. I'm so, so nervous buying a house. Like, Kristen and I have been talking about buying a house. We don't know when or or where we're going to buy a house, but that's something that we want to do, and that's something that, like, terrifies me. It's like, because it's when something breaks, you're fixing it. You don't call the landlord, hey, this, this is broken. So, uh, you know, for me, there's that pride of ownership, man. I, yeah. I, I like to do my own yard. I like to do certain things. And I come home and I go like, man, look. And I did this as the original ceiling fixture. But cool. I come home I'm like, man, look at that. I put that in. The, the light fixture in the kitchen on the way out, you'll see hanging between the kitchen and living room. I installed that. It's not a hard installation yeah. at all. Um, something breaks. Like, hey, I fixed that. I did that. I definitely use a credit card to fix things as well. Like, yo, plumber dude, come yeah. fix this. But as much as I can do, I will do. Yeah. And you also have YouTube. Oh, dude, YouTube's YouTube. the bomb. YouTube University, is that, is that what people call it? YouTube no, I've never heard that, but it makes total sense. Yeah. Dude, YouTube University is classic cars for me. Uh, there's a couple classic car uh, restoration channels. Yeah. That that's where I do a lot of my research for. Uh, one of them specializes in Mustangs beyond others. And that kind of leads me to another question I have for you tonight. Uh-oh. You are neglecting her, sir. You're letting my her truck. rot in a field. Oh, no. no, no. So I sold that to Chris Brewer. And Chris he's got to come and pick it up. I, that was... 72, I, 73, I 72. Forget. That was the worst fi- financial decision I ever made in my entire Purchasing life. Purchasing that bug? Yeah. Worst thing. Worst. Why do you say that? Uh, Old car's a money pit? It's a, yeah, yeah. It's sitting there now. I just can't do anything with it. So it's the worst decision, not necessarily because they're money pits. Because, dude, if you buy a classic car... Guarantee one thing. You're going to work on them, and you're going to spend money on them. Yeah. Guarantee it. Yeah. Um, but a bad investment because you don't use it. I don't. And I, what I should have done was uh, when I bought it, it doesn't have an oil pan. And when I bought it, I didn't look to see what was wrong with it, what it needed. And it was just I bought it on a whim. I went and got a loan for it and then bought it with that loan. And it was just... How's, how's the frame and body on it? It's great. Well, the floor is a little rusted out, so the floor needs to get fixed. There's some rust spots. If the floor is a little rusted out, the whole f- uh, there's going to be a lot more than you realize yeah. on that floor. It's probably so, a whole floor at that point. Like, so is there actually know. any holes in the floor? Oh, yeah. If then you it's drive, the whole floor. Yeah, if you're driving in the rain, you, you're, it's going to flood. Okay. It brings water in. Yeah, no, if, if, there, if there is... It commonly, not a guarantee, but if there is a hole in the floor somewhere, it's almost always the entire floor yeah, on the geez. restore. Not my problem. Chris yeah. Brewer owns it. Um, I was going to ask a few more questions because I was going to say, maybe I should talk to Chris Brewer about getting rid of that thing because rebuilding a bug mechanically is not hard. They're very yeah. easy to work on machines. Yeah, you can pull the engine out yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's an economic car. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Val, I'm looking for a third car, baby. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> she actually knows I'm working on a third car idea. Yeah. Um, and she also understands, or, or I understand that it's a 15-year plan. I have to work on it with her. Uh-huh. So uh, as long as she's open for me working hard and she's and, and I understand that it's going to take 15 or 20 years before I buy my third car, I want, an, I want another old car. I do, I do want to. I would like to have a project car, but I need to have a place that I can put it because I don't have a place I can put that Beetle. A that's garage. Why, yeah. That's why I wanted to get rid of it so quickly. And Chris was like, I'll, I'll buy it. So we bought it. Man, Chris, the, dude, it's the bug. The 73, or 73 is what I thought it was when I first saw it. The Super Beetle is actually that body style. Yeah, it's it, a longer that one's bug. not a Super Beetle. I thought it was. Uh-huh. I've never actually been it's close good. to it. I've never been Yeah, no, it's, anywhere it's near just, it honestly, and I feel bad because I like it. It's not stretched? Nope. I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I believe you more than me, but I've never looked at it up close. Yeah. I won't, I won't be able to find it that easily. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I drove it for a while. Uh, I used fake plates. Felony. Felony. You, you thief, you felony. Yeah. Um, man, it, uh, felony. Nope, not felony. That wasn't it. Bug? No, no, that wasn't it. Dude, so skydiving. Uh, some questions that I think Nick kind of delved do- dove into a little bit ago while I took my break is the transition from skydiver to... Sorry, I'm composing an email here. That's why I'm absent. I'm sorry. I oh, dude, that. we don't... You, you're okay. good, man. You're totally That's good. It's okay. Um, okay. It's not like you never see me. You go... Shut up, John. <laughs> you go from... And Nick, it's not like we don't know what you're doing. Come on. We're, We're watching you compose the email, I read the whole bro. thing already. So, and I don't care who Sherry is and why you guys are having an affair... <laughs> But, dude, that is a pretty perverted message. You got a sexy little mouth, you know? You know what I'm saying? Um, um, oh, my God. That reminds me. There's two different conversations that we've that we've missed that I, yeah. I, I've got to, to mention. But the uh, the transition from tunnel instructor or skydiver to tunnel instructor is part of an interesting transition for me to you. But another interesting transition for me is the first time I met you, you had uh, 100 and some odd skydives, I believe. No, what? Uh, 100, like... When you nope. did your coach course, how many jumps? Did you, oh, did you know you had a few hundred? Yeah, I had I had about a thousand jumps. Yeah, I actually keep. I, I, I think every time I've had that conversation with you, I'm like, wait a minute, no, you had a bunch. Yeah. So I met you with a thousand skydives because you grew up skydiving. Yeah. And then eventually I met you as a working skydiver, mm-hmm. and I would say it's fair to I would say it's a fair statement uh, that you were a little more haphazard. I don't think you were belligerent. I don't think you were flagrant. I don't think you were pushing limits and breaking rules or regulations with 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 a uh, with a fl- with, with with nefarious means or yeah. nefarious motives. But you just you didn't care. Like, hey, dude, we're carefree. We're doing our thing. Yeah. Um, to the point that John Barry drinking is a dangerous thing. Yeah, I am. I've been sober for a couple of years now. And now John Barry is is a very different person. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that. You walking in tonight. You've, you know, you wonder like, is it because of this? Is it because of the corporate world of being at iFly? No, there's still plenty of ass clowns that work at iFly, yeah. bro. It's not iFly. I said it's because you grew up a I, little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, man, I, I just, for me, personal growth is the hardest thing that I work on every day, and and I think I don't do a bad job at yeah. it, but it's a struggle, no doubt. And what what did it for you? What what do you think was a turning? point in your life that made you say it's time for me to take the next step and become a better person uh well for drinking for example uh-huh. uh, a big thing was uh drinking and driving that was a uh the first and the the foremost reason that i quit drinking and drinking was because i would notoriously drink and drive mm-hmm. and not just like have a couple of beers and drive as in blacked out drunk well last time you got pulled over you said you don't really remember talking to yeah. the cop yeah i don't remember talking to the cop and it, I, the only thing i remember was the cop said to me do you know why I pulled you over and i said no and he says you have a headlight out and i go oh it must have just went out and he went okay and that's it. I didn't wake up in jail. I didn't anything. And it was just like a lot of it was a it's a sobering experience being pulled over by a police officer. And one time I was pulled over uh, leaving the bar with Antonio and uh, Antonio Antonio and uh, Antonio had been drinking. And I I think it was Antonio. Anyways, the cop pulled me. I was shit hammered. The cop pulled me out of the car. And I was like, this is it. This is I'm going to jail. 
and a cop talked to me and he was like, I smell alcohol. And I was like, yeah, my friend, he's really drunk, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, the cop was like, well, you're not slurring your words and you're standing up pretty straight. So, uh, you know, be careful drinking and driving. And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> be careful drinking and, I and driving. Home. And I went home, but it was just like, it was, e- I was either going to kill myself. I was a, or a going to get arrested and, and have to spend a lot of money getting that fixed. Uh, or I was going to kill myself or worse, kill someone. And I just, were I you still a working skydiver when this happened? Or a working tunnel I, instructor. I was still working as a skydiver, and I, I was it, it, I was close to making the transition to. That's I something think. I don't quite understand when it comes to working skydivers. Mister P. Nick Lott is a little bit of an exception because he has no tandem rating, but our tandem relay rating is reliant on an FAA medical, yeah. and a DUI we can't have an FAA medical. And Chad Sanders is proof, and, and I love you, Grandpa, and he is, dude, he's been sober for a while. He's proud of yeah, his chip. And yeah, he's working hard. I, he, he, Him and I talk about his sobriety regularly. He, he He's always used me as one of his friends that he talks to about it, and I'm so honored that I'm in that circle of trust yeah. because that, to me, is the biggest compliment in the world. Um, You can lose your job over yeah. drinking, and that's what these young working Scott, dude, forget for one second how stupid and dangerous it is, and you said, I'm going to kill somebody. Yeah. Don't you even see the fact that you lose the career you love and yeah. are passionate about? Then back to you, you're going to kill somebody. You're going to kill somebody's grandma. You're going to kill somebody's baby. Yeah, child. Baby, that's, child. Yeah, yeah, that's the... I, I, no matter no matter who the person is, killing, unintentionally killing somebody that could have easily been avoided, just not drinking and driving, you know? Yeah, man. Super scary. A cab costs a lot of money, but a DUI costs a lot more, A man. whole lot more, yeah. I, I'm very lucky... Uh, so I, I was never much of a drinker growing up, back to my religious background. But part of it is I just never had an interest. As a young yeah. child, I tried alcohol, and I just did not like the taste of it. So I was I was against it. Um, growing up in, in my grandmother's house, they did a sake ceremony, New Year's uh, Day. We did very mm-hmm. traditional Japanese dinner. And you pass a sake around, and, and you sip from a sake. My parents were like, we're religious folks. We don't drink. But at the same time, we want to respect your family. So you grab that glass. You put it to your lips. You let it touch your mouth. You do that. You're not drinking it, mm-hmm. but you show respect and you actually take action. Yeah, you're doing the ru- the routine. Yeah, which, man, back to my super devout Christian parents who in the church we grew up in, a lot of people would have dissed them for saying that. My parents are super big about respect other people's religions and beliefs. Yeah. They might not agree with the way you believe, but they're going to respect you. Yeah, and that's cool. That's where you and I very differ in Christianity, but that's where you and I think draw the same line. We've never once had a conflict in our God or atheistic views. Yeah. Because neither one of us are necessarily right or wrong. We have yeah. our beliefs and we respect who, each other. But another thing is like, who cares? When we die, it ain't going to fucking matter. Yeah. We're all going to find out none of us were right. Yeah. Somebody had something right somewhere, but yeah. nobody was truly right. Yeah. So, so good luck with it, man. But it, it, in the end, it just doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. In the You're end, it matters. You... Be a good person. Yeah. That's, that's it. what matters, that's man. It. Um, so I tasted sake as a child, and I hated the idea of alcohol because it tasted like shit. That's what I knew as alcohol. So drinking, I didn't start drinking until after I was actually teaching driving schools, traffic schools, dealing with DUI people, and seeing the legal outcomes mm-hmm. from these things. So when I started drinking, I had no desire to drink and drive. Yeah. One time, I drove drunk. I woke up the next morning drunk left my house to go skydive. As I got about two blocks away into the gas station, I turned around, went straight back home, and realized, I can't drive right now. Um, like, I had never drank so much, I was still drunk the next morning. Yeah. 
That night I did. I, I, oof, yeah, and oof. that's the only time I drank and drove. I won't have, like, I've had very little. I've had probably two fingers worth of scotch tonight, and that's yeah. it. And I wouldn't drive anymore tonight because of that. I yeah. will not take a that's drink good. and drive. That's good. Nick Lott, I heard you had a little brewski. Yeah, I started uh, I started drinking wine for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I listened to a book uh, that convinced me that there are things in red wine that are good for you. Well, mm. uh, one's called resveratrol. Resveratrol. And I'm actually going to look <laughs> this up while I'm talking to you because okay. I, I think resveratrol... <laughs> are you making fun of me right now? <laughs> yes. Uh <laughs> I want to say that it's toted as a uh, antioxidant. Yeah, I red wine is known for antioxidants. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. So the thing about antioxidants is that they are not beneficial to the human body. I've recently the, heard that the science all suggested that it was going to be. Did you learn this from Rogan? No. Okay, keep going. Sorry. That's um, I, heard I, I heard this from my brother, who just he's uh, he just got his master's degree in nurse. No, he's I mean he's he's a big guy. He's not like super yoked right now. He kind of but he's the dude who worked out a lot too. Uh, yeah, he was he was a fit guy. Okay. But uh, he was he's been back in school and is a new dad and he he put on some weight but he's cool. he's I think he's getting it off right now, but uh, dad bods are in everyone dad bods are in <laughs> that's what they say dad bods and beers I'm hopelessness hoping. looks nice anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> super funny anyway uh, my brother brought this up to me and he's a really smart person and uh, has a, a huge medical uh, education now. And he said, uh, we were talking about uh, common misconceptions with diet. And he, I was talking to him about my experience with the uh, keto diet. And I was talking about misconceptions with fats. And he's like, yeah, it's kind of that way with everything. Like, the more, more things go along, the more we're discovering that conventional wisdom is wrong about most things. He's like, like antioxidants, for example. And I was like, what do you mean? Because I see blueberries in the store. And I'm like, oh, yeah, antioxidants. Those yeah. are good for me. I got to eat those. And he's like, well, in the you know the testing on animals, it was beneficial in animals, and the, the science all pointed t- towards the the fact that it was going to be good for humans. And then people started taking it, and there's absolutely no research that supports any of it does any good for you, and too much of it can be very bad for you. Whoa. So I'm not sure. I think I was still of the opinion that resveratrol was an antioxidant and was good for me. I don't know if that shit's true or not, so I'm going to have to look huh. into it. But I... I've had a handful of beers. We went to Germany, and I had a my first Whoa. my first real German beer. That was my Whoa. first beer that I had top to bottom. He got so drunk then, here one night, he broke a wine glass. Whoa, that, you that got drunk. drunk. I was fucking shit-faced. I was stumbling. I was like, oh, shit, and I knocked that wine glass off. <laughs> Not no, exactly. I, I had had one very small glass of wine, and I was reaching over to, hit, to adjust this monitor, and just like right now, how behind my mic, I couldn't see it, and I bumped the wine glass off. Oh. But I don't Wait, think I've actually been drunk. I don't think was I've that been. That's when you were drunk. talking to Brayden. Yes, yeah, sir. Okay. yeah. That's when we okay. found out he was the cleaning fairy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, dude, I, I don't, I don't drink. I don't. Uh, no, I'm gonna be. Thank you. Uh, I still wouldn't say that I drink. But drunk. I'll, I'll need, have, I'll have a glass of wine. I mean, I even stopped doing that because I, I, I researched the sugar content of wine, and what mm. I found first suggested that it was very low. And then I heard some someone who's a keto expert talking on a podcast about wine, saying that you have to drink specific sorts of wine to to remain in ketosis. Uh, are you still doing the keto? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've, I've certainly had some cheat days here and there, but 
I couldn't imagine. Every every couple months, I buckle back down pretty hard to, uh, to get back into it. I couldn't and, imagine if I had your dedication to the keto diet where I would be at. Because I, I eat what I call keto-like, which is I'm, I'm very, very, very close to being a keto diet, but I definitely cheat a bit more than he does. I yeah, definitely I don't cheat all do the that. time. Kristen was uh, doing the keto diet for a while. Yeah, yeah? She's, I think she was hopping back on it. Yeah. Uh, How's it working she, for she her? She lost a grip of she weight, though, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she was losing weight. It was falling off her. Debbie Marvin, excuse me, Debbie Marvin Fincher, try the keto diet. My sister has yeah. tried several diets, and, and they and a lot of them will work for her, but none of them to a reasonable satisfaction. Yeah. She's not always happy with them. And the keto diet has been the best thing I've had so yeah. far, and it's it's adjusting my diet in general. The the thing that's hard about the keto diet is that it's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have to be able to let it suck for for a little bit. The people, beginning's hard. Yeah, people that make like if you're gonna make a cold turkey change to I'm gonna stop eating processed food and carbohydrates. I'm gonna stop doing that today, and I'm gonna start focusing on fats. Even. Even if you're still taking in food, you're still gonna have crazy, fucking crazy uh, sugar cravings oh my and carbohydrate cravings. A, you're gonna want pasta. You're gonna want bread. You're gonna want all that stuff. And you just have to be okay with knowing, like, hey, this is gonna suck for a, a while, and that's mm-hmm. gonna be part of the experience. Yeah. And I just don't. I don't think that most people can make it through the suck to see the the positive stuff start to set in. For me, it was like two and a half weeks of just fucking shit. You were my prophet. I, it took somebody like you to actually convince me because I, I, it sucked. Yeah. I just, yesterday, Kristen and I went to the grocery store and I bought healthy food. I bought what does that look, what does healthy food look like in January? Chicken, rice, broccoli, and bu- Brussels sprouts. That's reasonable. Can't complain yeah. about that. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting. Well, my dad just had triple bypass surgery, cracked his chest open and everything. And uh, my grandfather died of a heart attack. Heart disease runs in my family. So and my uncle had a quadruple bypass surgery. And w- watching my dad, it did, my dad went through it pretty well. But watching it, I didn't watch the surgery, obviously. But like when he got out of surgery, he just looked brutal. Brutal. And I do not, I don't want that at all. I don't want my chest cracked open. So I think, uh, I think I'm going to try to change how I live my life so mm-hmm. that that doesn't happen. But that'll probably happen to me in the next 20 years. And in the next 20 years, you know, if I need open heart surgery, it might just be super unintrusive and just like, boop, boop, boop. All oh, right, dude, you're done. Get out of here. So much further with surgeries. Yeah, yeah that's just not what I want to count on, though. No, like, I, don't no, I don't want to count on oh, that at all. I can be a fat, lazy piece of shit because fucking technology. They're yeah. gonna give me I a new wanna... heart and scrape my arteries out. It's like that's. But, yeah. but you just sold it to either. me. I, I wasn't that way till now. <laughs> I was. I don't want that either because I don't want to have to count on them because I don't want to be wrong. You know. I mean, being wrong is one thing, but man, the rewards of just taking care of your body yeah. and doing a thing that sucks because it sucks. Like the thing, like oh yeah, doing this diet is difficult, and that's why I'm gonna do it because, yeah. like when when you make yourself do a thing that you don't want to do, there's a lot of growth in that, yeah. and you can apply that same thing to other shit. Yeah. Like when there's a something that I'm working on that I really don't want to work on, but I really need to get it done. The same muscle that I worked out by fasting or sticking to a diet or sticking to exercise, that same muscle that makes me get up and do the shitty thing. You can do that to other stuff, and yeah. it's super effective, and you're just an overall more productive. And I mean, I don't know, successful is a debatable word, but uh, I'm the worst. Yeah, and, and every, I want to procrastinate too. I want to eat cake too. I like I want to do all that. I stuff. want cake, but I think I that it. there's so much like personal growth and development of 
recognizing there's this thing that you want, and I'm going to acknowledge that want, and I'm going to do something else just because. And not even just because. There could be benefits attached. Yeah. But to know that a thing is suck is sucky and that it's difficult, and to do it anyway, man, I think there's a lot to a lot to be gained there. It's it's gotten to the point for me where uh, Kristen, your your wife, just mentioned keto is very hard to start, but once you start seeing the results, it becomes very easy and rewarding. And, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit of that. And, and even what Nick just said, at some point you feel like a winner because of it. And now I'm finally to the point that when I make a decision, that excites me. The fact that I was able to, I went to sushi the other night. And first of all, I, I love sushi. Um, I love rolls that have all these flavors in it. But I've had to go to basically uh, sashimi only because the rice, the rice is the killer for me. Yeah. So I don't do rolls anymore. I just get sashimi, which isn't really much of a complaint. Yeah. Because um, th- it's great. And somebody I'll make by myself me, sick eating sashimi. Somebody walked by it. me with a Coke. And I was like... <laughs> And I actually was that split second of like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I haven't had a Coke in a while. I'm just going to have a Coke. And there will be a time and place I can have one. And I was going to call my waitress over and say, hey, man, I'll take a Coke. And I was going to drink one and be good with one. And I actually said no. It, 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 immediately my mind said no. I don't need that Coke. I don't want you, that Coke. And I immediately was like, fuck yeah. You guys have I beat that Coke. than I do. I have a sweet tooth that just can't be. Dude. I just can't do anything with it. I eat sweets all day. I I was up to 200 pounds. Ice cream, cookie, candy, soda all day, every day. Baby Ruth, Butterfinger, fucking Snicker bars. Let's go to town. I am, dude, ice cream every fucking single night. Um, Now, I... It's hard for me to have sweets. It's hard for me to yeah. eat sweets. I, I I was telling Nick this morning, I ate a piece of carrot cake last night because of a dinner I went to. And I said, I'm just going to have one or two bites. And no, I ate fucking half a carrot, th- three-fourths of my piece of carrot cake. And it was huge. Everyone loves sweets. Like sugar. I felt like everybody. Shit. Everyone loves it. Like I your brain it. is hardwired for it because your brain wants yeah. to burn the sugar. Your body wants to burn the sugar. You're given the choice of burning fat or burning sugar. Your body will take the sugar. Yeah, I but, love it. But you just got like, I love it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm. Sh- it gets easier. It tastes great, sure. Yeah. But it's like, what are the long term fucking health risks? Of well, that, true. No, you know? for sure. That's yeah. that's a how, that's how a like how reason. overweight's your dad? Well, he's not overweight. Yeah. He's, so you don't even have to be a fat guy. Yeah. My dad's in. He's, well, I thought was in great shape. Your dad looks to be in great health yeah. as far as can, as physical health. shape. Yeah. Dude, and something that uh, Nick, you actually taught me this idea. I've never heard it quite, and I think it's super evident, but man, that cheat day when you get that special meal, it's so fucking good. Yeah, like when we went to Melting Pot and had that chocolate, dude. Yeah, oh. it's great. It's great when you melting, earned it. It's melting pot? better. But when you do that yeah. and that becomes the norm, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to have another fucking Snickers bar today. I'm just going to have another large pizza You're today. cheating every day. I'm going to have a Cliff Bar full of sugar. You'd be yeah. amazed at what's in sugar. Why do you look funny at the word Melting Pot? I, what's the melting pot? That sounds fondue awesome. Joint. It's a delicious restaurant. Jeez. Yeah, fondue. Everything dipped in cheese or God chocolate. God, dude, fuck definitely. Yeah. So Nicole Black, uh, Nicole Black, and I always joke, joke around. Fat kids for life. We're undercover fat kids. Yeah. We're, you know, we I will eat nonstop, and I actually think Nick is unofficially part of that team. He just never claims it with us. Have you been out? 
have you been out to eat with me on a cheat day? Dude. Dude, I have, like, the only thing that stops down. me from eating is shame of what people must be thinking <laughs> when oh, I'm just I reaching over it. and eating shit on their plate. Food that they left behind, that, that they, <laughs> I will eat that, dude. I have no self-control. Not at all. So last night we went to that, that nice dinner. We went to, it was a speakeasy. It was a, a nice little special gig. And I didn't eat everything. I couldn't eat everything. I was taking leftovers home, and, and I couldn't touch it all. But speakeasy, who were the last three people throwing down at dinner that night? You, Val, and I. Uh, dude, I, I, when, when it comes to, I, I have a limited appetite now because of the way I eat today. Mm-hmm. But, dude, when, I'm, when it's time to eat, when it's time to throw down, mm, dude, I will eat all night. Not, oh. I love food. I'll, I'll eat till I hate myself, and the next day I'll be pissed off at myself. I love it. But then... See, it's such a, like, it's that vicious cycle, you know? Like that that decision, like I'm gonna, I'm, oh, I'm just gonna have this, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that for me, from this is just my my personal method. With when I make the I make the first exception, it's fucking over after that. It's like, well, I already had that thing. And then I binge, dude. And then I, and then and then the you next day terrible. it comes back to me like an alcoholic afterwards of like, God, I did it again. Why did I do it? I let myself lose control. It's like I I already had that. I made that decision. I've had this conversation with myself. I'm not supposed to do that. I know what this feels like. See, I'm and okay with it the next day. I, I, my God, body's I'm, not. I'm, my body hates I'm me. Okay but my mind goes, you made the decision. You deal with it. And actually, that, that feeling like shit today revitalized my desire to eat smart. Hmm. Revitalized my desire to eat healthy. Val made dinner tonight, and she's like, sorry. It's like, I'm like, no. This is what we need. It's a, it's a keto-strict diet tonight. Everything and, and I couldn't tell you what she put in a pot, but she's like, "No, this is straight up keto. No carbs, no nothing. That this, this is what we need." Nice. And last night, like I didn't plan on having a cheat night. I just happened to call a buddy up, Robert, and said, "Hey, yo, can we come?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're having a private event. Join us. Super dope night." Do we have some nickel and nickel wine? And right now, you're not a wine drinker. I'm not a wine drinker. Try nickel and nickel uh, cab Cabernet Sauvignon, which I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of cabs at all. I'm not a wine drinker in general. Dopest cab I've ever had. Nice. All these fucking big wigs at this place were pissed. Not pissed, but they were bummed out when their free nickel and nickel was out, man. Like, come on, guys. Not everybody was. Uh, most people were very Were they very skydivers, grateful. too? No. Most of them were super grateful. Oh, so that shitty entitled... Yeah. <laughs> no, but dude... That goes elsewhere? Huh, no, but... So the dinner last night, man, a lot of super, super cool, a lot of super chill laid-back people, but they're a good handful of entitled... You know, I make a lot of money. I'm a big wig. I'm somebody super special. Look at me, look at me. Yeah, dude. And so, not everybody I'm about to mention. Some of the people, the, the descriptions I've mentioned were super cool, and some of them weren't. But you have people who were like on the city council of Paraland. You got people who are on boards of Whoa. different departments of Paraland. You have people who own some of the larger businesses here in the area. And they all happen to converge. Grazia is a, is a pretty well to do establishment at this point in this area. So, it's the owner's invite only party and i just got to uh, dude i i got fucking totally lucky i know the owner but just super lucky that they squeezed us in and so there were some super entitled motherfuckers there i mean there were some super super cool there's this dude jeremy who jeremy um actually dude i want to get a hold of jeremy i want to kind of get to know jeremy better super interesting personality about 40 years old professional triathlon trainer he trains people professionally as a triathlete so he's a coach that's what he does Dude, I want to, like, health, fitness. I'm interested in what this guy got. He, he's a big cryo guy. I want to yeah, hear cryo. you guys talk about. 
Yeah. Cryotherapy. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what it is? Cold kind exposure of, therapy. They just... put you in a little uh, tube and they pump that tube full of liquid nitrogen, and it gets to some. They say that the, in the in the tube it's like negative some degrees. Let me look it up. It doesn't feel. Uh, You're I, just I, shivering your ass off the whole time. I wasn't really shivering. It's a uh, hold on cryotherapy. So a buddy was telling me it, it's so cold. It's beyond that shivering point. Like it's that like it's just sharp. Okay, Whoa. so minus 110 degrees Celsius is what they're saying. Jeez. But I've done a lot of ice baths. Like that used to be my routine. Is I would do a heavy workout and go sit in a bathtub filled with ice water. And man, doing an ice bath is like. A magnitude of ten times more intense than than doing the cryotherapy. Really? Hmm. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If, I I feel like it's a gimmick. I really do. But I don't know. I haven't done it enough to huh. have it actually if, affect my body. DJ was telling me he had a conversation with some of these guys saying that you have to hit this three times in a week threshold before you notice this big difference. But you know, I did. I did a workout. I went and did the cryotherapy. Uh, if you pay pay regular price, it's like forty dollars a session. So you're going to spend $120 a week or almost $500 a month to hit this three times a week thing if you're if you're doing it. So he was suggesting three times in a week, not every week. Okay. Anytime you want to do your recoup. Okay. So maybe every three weeks, every month, depending on your training intervals. But I did a normal workout, did the crowd thing. Next day, I felt exactly like I expected to feel from just the workout. So it wasn't it, it wasn't a miracle for me. Yeah. So I have no true clue what's going on. I've heard very different versions and explanations of the advantages and benefits. And I say very different, very different ways to explain. I think the all same explanation said and done. And Jeremy, this triathlete coach guy yeah. I was talking with, um, he he explained it to me the way it helped my brain understand it the best is you know, when you get extremely cold, your body goes into survival mode and your extremities aren't survival. Your core is yeah. survival. So all the blood goes to your core and starts constricting itself in here and not circulating to your extremities. And now it's pumping super fast, super quick through all of this, getting super filtered, getting super nourished, getting super nutritioned. And so it goes oh. back out to your body. It's supposed to help you more. Now, I don't understand if any one thing I just said is true. This is what this gentleman told me. And dude... That sounds about right. It, it sounds smarter than anything I can say. Yeah. Nick um, I still think it's a gimmick. But did, did well, that the, explanation make logic? I mean, sure, the, the, so the explanation makes sense. And okay. there are things like cold shock proteins and heat shock proteins that are way above anything I understand. But uh, I just, it just didn't feel, I know what it's like to be really fucking cold and what my body does when it's super cold for a long time. Like sitting in an ice How bath. How long do you sit in an ice bath? 15 for? minutes. Jeez. But we used to go, like, in the in the wintertime, we, we, this is in Utah back home, wintertime, we'd go to a workout, we'd go to the river that's it's below freezing outside. The only reason that the water's liquid is because it's moving, and we'd go sit in the river for 15 minutes. And it was fucking excruciating, dude. So painful. You'd get out of the water, and you couldn't walk. Your legs didn't work anymore because you were so cold. Uh, you're hypothermia, brother. <laughs> uh, maybe. You're trying to kill <laughs> I mean, yourself. We, we weren't getting sick, and, and it makes uh, a huge difference with how your muscles feel afterwards because you're, you're the, the effect so. on the inflammation because of the, oh, yeah. the temperature is my understanding of it. Yeah. And that could also all be bullshit. I don't know. 
but uh, it, it, it seemed it, to make a big difference yeah. on on days where you had a really hard workout to go do do an ice bath. It, it seemed like there was some some benefit, and maybe yeah. that benefit is there if you do enough cryotherapy. But I know spending six dollars on a couple bags of ice for me is just more economical yeah. than spending forty dollars for three for minutes. Sure. Three I, three minutes. I mean, happy hour was twenty bucks, right? Yeah. But it's still twenty dollars for that's three what I'm saying. Twenty of, times three, I don't, I don't sixty know. bucks. How long a you week? How long you were in the three cryo three minutes? Three? Three minutes. Three minutes for 40 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, no thanks. I'm, I'm pretty lucky because some of these guys I mentioned earlier are like, yeah, man, come squeeze in with our sessions because we get them running. We can get you cheaper rates. And I'm like, uh, great. I know the owner. Don't worry. I'm like, great at that. Yeah. I want to try it. I'm yeah. curious. Last time I worked out, I did legs and I couldn't walk for a, f- a week. Dude, I've been <laughs> so... You know this. I've I've started randomly, and I need to get a better commitment. But I started randomly doing certain things, and I've added body squats to my random routine of exercises. So uh, I'll dismiss a course like, "Hey guys, let's take a break." And as soon as they walk out, I'll sit down and do a, a few push-ups and a few squats. And dude, I started doing squats again. Oh, probably two weeks ago. And about a week ago, oh my god, damn, my legs and my ass are killing me. And I yeah. couldn't figure out why. I didn't process. I started doing squats again. I- and I was doing enough, like I'll, I'll do a, doing squats is not that hard, especially now that I yeah. weigh less. Yeah. Oh my God, my ass hurt the other day. Yeah. It, it was, I was limping around, it hurt. Brian Menard was doing the squat challenge for the month and I was like, he, what this is was it? It's, I, I don't, I don't remember. It's okay. like you do so many squats during the day or something. I can't remember, but we were at the drop zone and Brian Menard come up and he was talking about it and I was like, I can do squats all day long and i started doing squats and i was i can't remember how many squats i did but i did a million squats and the next day i was like (laughs) why does my ass hurt so bad (laughs) and did you really not realize why that's the same problem i I had realized but man i tell you um i underestimated squats dude i actually i I, about 30 pounds ago and technically it's 20 hey nick 171's appearing on the scale now, hey, buddy. Congratulations. Sorry. Uh, Nick has really hey, been a motivation for me. He doesn't really appreciate it as much as Nick I do. Nick brought the, the enthusiasm. Thanks for being well, my mentor. This For, for me, I don't rely he, on uh, anybody else to tell me a good job, you know? Yeah. No, I don't need you like to tell for, me a good job. No, I, I admire the work that you put in, and you look great. You look skinny. It's but awesome. the reason I tell you these things is my accountability. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm reporting to you more than I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And so when I worked out for my shoulder rehab, I actually t- text Braden every single workout I did. This is the workout I did today. And a big part of it early on was I needed a guide of like what like what's a good workout for me. This is what I did today. He goes, well, you need to consider if you're doing this, do this. If you're considering doing that. Because I, I had no clue what good exercises yeah. mixed together. And the the guidance turned into accountability. And I told him very quickly, like, dude, I don't hope you don't mind. I'm going to tell you my workout every day because it lets me know I'm doing something. So I don't know if you ever realize this, but when I tell you these things, I'm reporting to you, not really telling you. No, I get it. Yeah. It, make, it makes sense. And, and I really appreciate that it's, it's, it's having that accountability. It's a lot of times me telling people things is me actually making sure I'm reminding. Like now I have to commit because I'm telling you I'm doing this and it helps me a lot. Um, I forget what I was saying though, yo, dude. So, so dolls that real hey, life. I'm just gonna throw it out there. We're at three hours and ten minutes. Yeah, and it's already 45 minutes past my bedtime. Just gonna put that. We're we're cleaning it up, man. No worries. So the Hanson robotic dolls. Yeah. Have you seen the videos out there recently of they're making sex robotic dolls that look like those Hanson robotic dolls? Ew. 
Dude, straight up, man. Dude, that sounds terrible. What's the website? Just I, so don't, I, know. I don't know, but Robotic Sex Dolls San Diego. If you Google those things together, I bet you cool. you find it because that's where the company's based out of. Yeah. Dude, super weird. Open new tab. Creepy right. shit, man. Um, We're doing it right now. She looks more creepy than your, uh, what Sex was that? Uh, Hanson Robotics people look. Um, then I said... Take a NSFW tour. I wonder. All sex robots are near future reality. Um, I know. Uh, God. The race to build the, word, the world's first sex robot. Cool. Fuck yeah. Look at those lips. So that Oof. looks like the company. I think. Look at that them. guy. Look at that guy. He looks like a lonely dude. Dude, he, he's totally scoring with like a blow up doll. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's oh, the company. That. They have like so many models of just a mouth. That is just the entire sex toy. A mouth basically attached to a fleshlight. Cool. Um, dude, it, anybody, it's. Anybody <laughs> here have a fleshlight? No. San Marcos, California? I highly yes. recommend this creation. San Marcos is, recommend. yeah, that's it. Because San Marcos is actually a North County, San Diego. Um, Dude, no, uh, Eric Jackson, if you want to know about Fleshlights, yeah. I'm sure you know that. Yep, yep. Actually, because, yeah, you work with him. I work with him. He actually gave a handful out. I don't have one. I got a cheap knockoff one for 40 bucks. Don't call Kristen a cheap yeah. knockoff. LOL. But uh, Kristen was with me when I bought it. Like, she knows. Dude, so one of my favorite things about Kristen is she's such an open person. She's an open, sure. open-minded person. For and she, sure. Just be respectful to each other. She's not a very judgmental person. That's for damn sure. Yeah, she's okay. She's okay. Well, if you're not her. married to her. I love her a lot. And yeah. but uh Cara Valinati, yeah. Rozier now, um mentioned Kristen one time, was talking about Kristen, how Kristen is just uh she's just straightforward. She, she is. I appreciate gonna, that. She's not gonna pussyfoot around it and she's not gonna deny who she is as a person to make somebody else feel better or to hide what she thinks. That so she, she's real. She's yeah, she's real for she's sure. Real. You know, I hate that. Like, oh, let's let's do this, but don't be two faced about it. Yeah. I mean, there's a point of being polite, but there's a point to where you become two faced. And Kristen is by far not the two faced person. Yeah, she'll tell you. She'll tell you to your face. Yeah. I like Trent Alkek for the same reason. Yeah, because you know where you stand. You know if there's a problem. You know if you fucked up. I'm a ginger in his books. I'm not real. I'm you're not real. you're not real to any of us, man. <laughs> man, John, I I, I I am with Nick. First of all, I, I learned tonight that he goes to bed at nine thirty normally. Yeah. And Nick, in the winter, I want to look at doing a lot of more of these during the middle of the day. I hope you're into that idea. I hope that works out for you. Sure. Um, I really don't like these seven o'clock at night gigs. I really want to want to start doing these daytime. Those do daytime. Um, I think the most common complaint I hear from people about the podcast is they're so long. I agree. Which makes sense. Like if I so, was going to, and if I, I was looking through podcasts and I saw a pod, like a podcast that was three hours long. I mean, three hours is one thing, but it's like. I, I honestly don't care about in, increasing viewership because uh, that the more people that watch it, the more random stop and chat conversations I'm going to have to have about it, which drives me insane. <laughs> Funny, because <laughs> I just don't. I'm not good at those sorts of interactions. Especially when they talk to you about a podcast that's three months old and you forgot. Yeah, it's like I don't remember saying any of that stuff. I know you listened to that yesterday. I have no idea who yeah. you are or what the fuck you're talking about. It's <laughs> a really difficult conversation more more? for me. Funny. Yeah. But uh, no, if if we were trying to get more people to listen to the podcast, it's like what's what's something you have no interest in? Uh, Destiny, if I'm not me, shut the fuck up. Okay, no, for John. real, I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay, but but so skydiving is kind of a niche thing, right? Like sure. People who yeah. are interested in skydiving are generally skydivers. So if you saw a four hour podcast 
done by a couple people who skydiving focused on a thing that you didn't have any interest in. Probably not clicking on that one. So here's my goals, and I, I want your help with this. One of the things I've looked at recently is I get in trouble with the time because during the first hour, I'm, I'm actually looking at cutting these way shorter. And during the first hour, I get good at time management. And after an hour passes, the last time I looked at the clock, it was 8.50. Yeah, dude. The next the time I was at the clock, it was straight by. up 10.05. Yeah, the time has flown So by. we maybe need to start building a timer into this, like a timer running so I can see where we're at. Yeah. I, I, I think we might need to consider that. Um, the other thing that I'm actually trying to do with this is, you you know this, and unfortunately for you, this is going to take longer for me than I want, than you want, is skydiving is a catalyst. I'm really trying to do more than just skydiving. Yeah. But what do you branch out into? What do you, like, what, if, I mean, again, I don't know if your interest is getting viewers or if your interest is just talking about some stuff. Talking to people. Yeah. So getting We've viewers. We've covered a would, lot of ground tonight. Getting viewers would be super interesting talked for me. Talked about the Navy. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> what's, the na- what's Navy stand for? Gavy. Never again volunteer oh, yeah. yourself. Gavy. Yeah. Um, no, so mainly, so gaining viewers would be interesting, would be neat. I, I'm not, I don't really care. I'm super happy with but where we're the at. The only thing I like about gaining viewers is it opens up sponsorships. And so I don't want to pay for skydiving gear anymore ever. So yeah. the thing I like the most <laughs> about growing an audience is it attracts more guests. That's the real reason I want to grow, because right now with just skydivers as our main uh, our, our main audience, the guests turn into skydiving related. I'm using the skydiving related guests to learn and understand this business of podcasting. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking at this first year of what we're doing is a complete evolution and growth this is th- this is where we first walked on the land as fish i know i'm the christian in the room right <laughs> became like walking animals and this first year i'm discovering uh time marketing uh attraction of guests I've, i do a lot of reading and looking at the podcast I, I, I totally nerded out on it and one i 100 agree with the time two I'm starting to look at those other guests. Critter is, you, you look back. And oh, had Critter. A Say you're going to have Critter on. Yeah, Critter, actually, when I get done uh, tomorrow, I'm supposed to send him another message sometime this time frame. August is supposed to be Critter month. Okay, very nice. The second half of August. And we're going to talk nice. about dog training. Sit means sit yeah. is a company he works for in Houston. He's a full-time dad now. It's crazy. Yeah. Seen dude, his no. little baby? Yeah, cute as a button. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it looks so much like both of them to me. <laughs> Jeremy Wendell, I believe his last name, is a triathlon coach. I'm interested in having him on talking about these different things. Cool. Uh, Adrian Hembry owns Grazian the Speakeasy. He also owns Pesca Grill in Houston and uh, another few restaurants locally. Yeah. So I want to talk to him as a restaurant entrepreneur because these things interest me. Yeah, that, in- that all interests me, for sure. So... Uh, sorry, please be, and, and you're, you're awesome to have around, but anybody be patient with me because I'm learning how to ha- and have these interactions. So those interactions are actually, sorry, John, you're a guinea pig. That's uh, okay. We're I'm practicing for the that. big game. Yeah. yeah. This, this is me learning what the fuck we're doing. So yes, do we need to start a timer on this? Cause I would love to see two hours. That's actually yeah, a goal. Two hours sounds awesome. It, yeah. the, the other part about two hours is having the repeat guest becomes more enticing. Mm-hmm. Because we left so much on the table, leave them wanting more. Yeah, there you go. You like it's the end of the night, and I we've covered a lot of ground, and I just feel like it's starting to get where the conversation is. I feel like we could absolutely continue with the conversation. Yeah. I feel like it's easy to just keep going, dude. Straight how, up. how many different rabble? I mean, we talked about fucking mash for twenty minutes. D and D and Destiny, we would be here for fucking D- yeah. Destiny. We could straight yeah, up count, talk six count hours. me out. Get Ben Nelson on here for that yeah. shit. So, <laughs> saying the fact that we're trying to get this shortened up, 
Nick is doing something right now, man. John, any last words you want to share with our friends, with our homies out there listening uh, to it? No, I got one guy, Jordan, wanted me to give him a shout out, and Miss Julie wanted me to tell everybody that I like potatoes. You, you like, like potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> Guys Love and gals, it. till then, that is Mr. Nick Lott, Mr. P. Oh! This is John yeah. Barry. I'm DJ Marvin. We're Gravity Lab Radios. Thanks for tuning in. Oh. Blue Skies. Peace out. Later. Cricket, cricket. <laughs>